Michael J. Nelson and Connor Lestoka here. Connor Sporting, a, for those of you who have the video, <laughs> we have to figure out how to do this. Sorry. We're also recording video now for you who are just listening. That is why the occasional references to actually seeing one another, which we haven't done in a long time. And which we highly discourage. It's highly. Don't ever look at us, you know. <laughs> uh, but this is 372 pages. We'll never get back. And uh, it's the podcast where we talk about bad books. And uh, we're, we're finishing up a book. I don't want to call it bad yet. We'll see. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. withhold judgment on that Res- until, uh, until later. Yeah. It could be like one of those video games where they're like, it's, you know, it takes uh, you know, six hours for, for really to get going. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where, the, that's where the, the cut scene stop. You get to finally start playing. Right. I also want to call attention to you. you. You launched into Connor is sporting and then left off like whatever I was sporting. Oh, did you get I, distracted by explaining the video. Yeah, I, I was probably saying sporting a new video angle, oh, which yes, maybe that's what I dropped. Okay, got sorry it, about yes. that. Connor is sporting as well. It's, I'm, I'm from the 20s. It's He's a sporting funny. chap. I love that man. Quite sporting. Doing, we did a little unintentional color coordination. We're both rocking yellow. That's true. Sporting, I would say, yellow. Uh-huh. Yellow in, uh, in, in honor of the uh, bright sun shining underground in the land of the Mopec, which the teen archaeologists have been exploring for the past three episodes, and which is wrapping up here today. Which, uh, by the way, the sun does not shine in the, in the jungle, but uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Teen Mopec is the book. Uh, what's the full title? The, the Adventures, Adventures of, of the, the Teen, teen archaeologists, archaeologists in the Land of, in the, the, land Mopec. of the Mopec. Book one. Book one. Book one, uh, history of the world, part one. They, they came out of the gate hot, but uh, I, I have a, I have an email. I, I, I we're not going to have time for emails because this is a long section. Yeah, but we, we should we should read this one. It's a good introduction to this whole thing. Okay, because um, I think that we talked about this before, but um, we recently revealed, I think, just on a Patreon episode, that Charles Kim wrote uh, how to improve <laughs> the middle class. I think how to revive the middle how to class. Revive the middle class, which was sure. just. He, he he rewrote or edited Super Constitution for no apparent reason. Um, we don't know why, but when you buy these on Amazon, like roughly 50% of the people who get them are getting copies signed by Charles Kim, sometimes personalized. <laughs> I'm assuming respo- uh, responding to criticism like the, you know, the uh, who are some of the literary, uh, like the New York Times. Uh, yeah, the Kirkus. Like, Kirkus Reviews. They, they the, gave it a like, half star, you know. And, and no, but they said, you know, if he would have eliminated the story elements and just sort of made a dry <laughs> <laughs> yeah. book about how a one world government with unlimited power would solve everything, we'd be on board. And he's like, yeah. ha I'm jumping on that. We found the breath holding uh, unrealistic. He got rid of that. <laughs> yes. Evidently. Uh, so <laughs> the same thing has happened with this book. And I'm not making this up. What? This an email from Mark. Uh, Denise uh Using a different pen name, I forget what it is, wrote a book called Chantico. Um, uh, her, she wrote a. <laughs> I'm just going to read the email from Mark. He says, This is spoilers for Denise's other book, Chantico. Uh, I don't think you should do it for the podcast. And he explains why. He says, Are you interested in a book about teen archaeologists? One in which a British Manson dwelling family with three teens 
an older boy with a younger brother and a sister who bicker constantly, fly on their private plane to another continent where their parents meet their local archaeologist friends and their siblings join up with three other teenagers who take them to see some local entertainment. Then the six teens go off to find some ruins with hieroglyphics and manage to unlock an entranceway to a long-hidden land where they encounter flying dinosaurs, are captured by warriors, including the head warrior, and are taken to this land's king who says they can never leave. Uh, King, who enjoys being entertained by dancers, festivals, and competitions among the students of multiple warrior schools, including an all-female school. (laughs) Flying dinosaurs repeatedly attack, carrying victims off to their island across the ocean, where princesses are attended by multiple maidens, one of whom is pushed off a balcony by a villain who often smiles wickedly. All in a book which people speak or whisper sarcastically 33 times, in which person's age is explicitly stated, in which faces are slapped 20 times. Oh, that's more than this book. And in which multiple characters are introduced well into the book, only to be summarily displaced with names like Pohuata, Butupu, and Shahana. If you're so, you're in luck because Chantico in the Land of the Aztecs by D. Pepper Lois is now available. So um, he, he posted um, rewritten excerpts of this, you know, which I mean, they're, they're incredible. It's the exact same thing. What know? year are we talking uh, I don't know, probably a few years after this, but... <laughs> what is happening? So they go to Mexico. I mean, uh, shut up, Tabitha, Stephen responded. Shut, <laughs> shut up, you troll, Tabitha responded. Your boyfriend is a troll. Where's your girlfriend, Stephen? Oh, right, you don't have one. Will you two quit it, Jeremy asked. Oh, wow. It has the uh, phrase, what is a mall, which I think one of them said when they got to Mofec. And uh, he, he, this is, this is uh, we'll move on to the actual book, but uh, this is, Mark said, this is his favorite Ellis callback. The king ordered entertainment to begin. 20 Aztec dancers came into the chamber and performed in the middle of the floor as everyone continued to eat the meal. Musicians played instruments off to the sides as the beautiful young women danced. Magicians came in and performed magic tricks. And circus performers came in with monkeys on tricycles. So I think that was something from Antigua. That was the uh, the, the, the monkeys riding trikes, uh, yes. provoking many whiplash <laughs> references. But... <laughs> so, I mean, the plot thickens. Why? How many of our other authors will have done this? Uh, <laughs> will, what? Will, will Dan Brown someday rewrite uh, Digital Fortress with the, you know, slight tweaks to, I guess, to hope that you can, uh, you know, lightning will strike this time was there a financial motivation what i mean there's a certain someone missing from the whole picture uh <laughs> oh let's see okay <laughs> so maybe it's like uh you know taylor's version taylor's taylor Swift yeah, recording right. all those old uh, masters so she can get the actual gotcha. proceeds from them <laughs> that is probably exactly it all right larry got the proceeds from uh the books in the in the splits and uh, she decided that uh, she needed to get her own share Oh, uh, you know, with his proceeds, he got uh, one of those permanent mugs at the uh, at the bar that hangs about <laughs> with his name on the little slot. <laughs> Finally getting the mug club membership, baby. <laughs> oh, oh, that is incredible. I, literally incredible. Now we have to do an episode knowing all of that. Like, I just <laughs> want to start reading that book. But No, well, this uh, is great. Everything you hope amazing. for, it's, uh, every, you, you want it all. And um, let's just get right into it because, it, like, like I said, it is pretty long. Um, I'm sure we have the first same first thing marked uh, at this I'm point. I'm sure. I'm positive we do. If we don't, I, I think we should just fold yeah, we'll up. Sign the, off. We'll just yeah. stop. Yeah. Chapter 12. Uh, it, it starts off. This has happened, I think, at le- uh, three times at this point in time where the daughter, uh, Aswenta, tries to convince King Trishan. She has indisputable evidence that the son, um, the prince, and the uh, sorceress are planning a coup. Um, and the king is like, I don't want to hear it. And then someone storms out of the room. 
Yes. Um, so she goes to try to do this for the fourth or fifth time. Um, and it starts going pretty well at the beginning. Yeah, he has a lot of chambers, by the way, right? (laughs) Which chamber is he in? What the chamber? uh, His throne? Uh, This is his throne room. Okay, so he's just hanging out in his throne room. But the throne is a chamber, yeah. Well, you need to have so many chambers because once you're you're storming out of them and then you're storming out of something again very quickly. Yeah, you got to go to something. Yeah, it becomes a Fado farce at that point with doors (laughs) opening and people. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, but so he says, uh, oh, you know, she says, what happened to us, father? And do you want to tell him what they say? Uh, yes. Uh, this is their touching moment. Daughter, <laughs> I miss your smile. The king responded. I miss your company. I miss you cheating me when we play knockers in the garden with the balls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's probably longer than that, but that's the quote. They, that's they, the quote. They, they yeah. go back and forth about, uh, cheating at balls. Knock, <laughs> sorry, knockers, knockers. with yeah. the balls. Uh, uh, we'll get ahead of it to multiple people as the dumb sentence of the week. It was quite of intriguing. Course. I, I yeah. thought it was like, you know, it has like three different words that you'd want to like leave out of your wedding toast in that one sentence. You know, be <laughs> like, I remember when she would cheat uh, when we played knockers with the balls. Like, oh my god, the king has had a few. I just wrote. I, I mean, I, I have boys. They're both married, so I guess I could say it to my daughter-in-law. <laughs> but I've never, I'll, I just regret that I'll never have the chance. Daughter, Here, yeah. I miss your smile. <laughs> Thanksgiving challenge for people out there. Yes. Uh, if you have a daughter-in-law or a daughter, uh, corner them in the kitchen, you know, hand on the wall. They're trying to, like, you know, <laughs> prepare something and talk, start talking about knockers. <laughs> I think that's probably, like, bocce ball or... Uh, I mean, I guess it must must be. Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, look, we, who are we to throw stones? We play a game called cornhole. So, you know, (laughs) we watch, some people watch people play it on TV. So yes. uh, Yeah. And some, and people call it bags just so they don't have to, which I don't know that that improves that much, but instead of having to call it cornhole, right? I think that cornhole is one out, you know. Okay. Just, right. I think I think bags was a regional term, but okay. I mean, there's a game. We have a game called ladder golf that some people call donkey balls. So, like, oh yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Just, uh, but King Treshond uh, responds uh, once again with anger. This is like the tenth time, right? As yes. he said. But this one that I uh, that he says when he breaks out after her, like, please, please, this guy is obviously going to kill you. He's like walking around with that Grinch smile and, you know, he's like sharpening knives and his, oh, what? What did you need something? Anyway, she, he responds with anger at his daughter. He said angrily, so let me read the whole thing. King Treshawn became angered at his daughter again. He said angrily. And this is where I, I just heard it in the voice of that Will Ferrell dysfunctional family character from SNL. Do you remember uh, that? Yeah. I drive a Dodge Stratus. I drive. You have no right to speak to your brother in such a manner. He is a prince and one day will be king. You will show him the respect he deserves. I have grown tired of you, Asuenta. You will stop this nonsense at once. That is an order. I drive a Dodge Stratus. King, I'm just trying to warn you. Please be careful. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's... He, He's he became angered, so he then says it angrily. Yes, exactly. And then he's also he, he's furious too later, and his heart is hardened. It says, and wow. that's when he, that's when he storms out of the chamber, leaving his daughter kneeling on the floor. So she was she was begging on her knees to please just listen to me. Um, you know, he's going to kill you. I had it in writing, like you know, yes. she's trying to kill me. She said to Black Widow that became the floor. <laughs> right. Um, and then uh, essentially. Uh, she, 
once he storms out, I think she probably like walks out of the chamber, and then she overhears essentially, uh, you know, the 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 worst Shakespearean conspirator is uh, just you know confessing to these things for no apparent reason. He's he confesses to the death of King Marchupa, Mar Machirpa. Machirpa. I was responsible for the death of King Machirpa. I did it so that my father to become king. He's just like confessing to a decade old crime and uh to the uh advisor joe hansen um and so she's behind the behind the curtain like <laughs> like yeah. cupping her hand to her ear so she can hear all this i mean usually when you're wearing a wire right and you 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 know then like okay we have you on 10 crimes and you're gonna go in and wear this wire and you're gonna sit with them usually it's like you know 10 hours of uh so where do you want to get lunch? Uh, you you want to, uh, <laughs> right. you know, you're yeah. like, hey, remember that time we did that job? Like, oh, which one are you talk? Hey, pass me them bolognese over there. You know, they, the nobody guys goes the trucker like, oh my God, get to it. I thought the FBI was going to be exciting. <laughs> but this guy just immediately, uh, I was responsible. I did it so that, yeah. I, you know, just uh, like, wow, the people in the truck going, holy He's yeah. giving hey, us all. There's a weird bulge in your shirt, uh, Johansson, that looks sort of like a... Let me just talk into that specifically. Yes. That was uh, incredible. <laughs> so, yeah, so she hears all that. And, I mean, she's had multiple things, um, evidence in confessing all this. But this is going to finally be what she needs. She realizes she needs to get help um, from uh, Billy and everything and, uh, and from, the other, from the other teens. And so mm -hmm. I like this part. And I, I'm going to use a little audio effect here. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, just one second. I'm, I've got to cue it up. She whispered to herself, Billy, I need your help. I must get you out of your resting chamber so you can help me. Tears rolled down her cheeks. Aswenta walked into the girl's chamber and said, Hello, girls. Ah, it's an ad. Oh, let, me, let me set it up again. God damn it. Uh, 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 she, she walked into the girl's chambers and said, Hello, girls. God! God! I had watched it. <laughs> there we go. Okay. I knew that that was what it was supposed to be. All right. We'll edit all that out and <laughs> set it up to play right. Wow. Uh, yes. And then she, uh, the the teens, the, it's the girls' chamber, right? Uh, the teens' girls' chamber, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, she says to the princess... Princess, we really are sorry for the trouble that we have caused. We hope that we haven't caused you any trouble. <laughs> what? Um, I feel like we had a had a line in a Rift Tracks movie that's exact. Oh, isn't there a line in Plan Nine? You're telling me that aliens exist. Aliens do exist. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Something like that. Um, well, I'm glad she apologized and then denied uh, whatever that had caused the apology to be even warranted yes. in the first place. Uh, and so she says, like, you got to come to this dinner. That my father's not angry at you anymore. And then she gets access to the boys' chambers, and she um, slips Billy a note. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, and so she, like, kisses on a cheek to throw the, the guards off, and then uh, Billy begins to read the note out loud. Um, yes. Uh, and it is it is quite the note. Like, I thought the note was going to be like, I need help, you know, meet me behind the behind the throne room at, at, at 10 p.m. Yep. Uh, but let's just get, Billy, I need your help. King Trishand is in grave danger. He doesn't even know it. 
Isabella, the king's own very own advisor, Johansson, the warriors, Baltazar, and Cadmon are all in on the plot with my brother. King Trashand is about to be assassinated by his very own son, Prince Rayshawn, turns page. And I believe this is going to happen tonight at the evening meal. Okay, I Billy, think I get the... Oh, it's going Billy, on. my okay. brother is evil. All right, okay. I had found out recently that my brother is the one that was responsible for the assassination of my grandfather, King Machirpa. Remember, I told all of you about the death of my grandfather and the, the action and, item. And, What's the action item? The my brother is a murderer. <sighs> I will not let him assassinate, continued on page three. My father also. He did it once to my family, but he shall not do it twice. I can stop him, but I can't do it alone, Billy. My life is also in danger. The prince has the option of banishing me from the kingdom if I oppose him without proof. I could be forced to live in the jungle outside of the kingdom for the rest of my life. It's like, all right, we don't need your life story. It keeps going. (laughs) It's as though you were in an elevator, you know, in Hollywood or something like, oh, that's the producer so-and-so. Hey, I've got a real quick idea for a movie. Like, ah, I don't usually, but okay, I'm getting off at the tent. So go hit me with a kid. Sizzle me, baby. And then. Backpack, full script, you know, six and a half pounds of script so in your Bruce hands. Wayne and his parents are walking down an alley. Um, so back up. His father is named Thomas. And, you know, all right, I'm getting yeah. out. I didn't even get to tell you he became Batman. This slipped me a note. You slipped him a novel. <laughs> like with all sorts of details, you know, as she was writing the note, was there someone behind her going like, I don't think you need to just scratch out that part. Like, yeah. No, it's pretty important that he knows You're the backstory. You're an appendix to your note. <laughs> but she also says, uh, I, I like this, because it just made you realize they had no idea what rebels mean. I could be forced to live out in the jungles. There are others living out of the jungles who have already been banished from the kingdom in the past. They are nothing but rebels now. Like, uh, were they rebels before you exiled them? That's sort of a key point to the whole thing. They don't become rebels once they're living out there. They're just, you know, they're their own people, I guess. I don't know. Spoiler alert, I, I think the... The many mentioned rebels are kind of bleary on it. (laughs) Technically, there are rebels. We'll get to it. But anyway. I think they come on pretty strong. I think they have their moments. All right. And then so on that same note, uh, Isabella comes up. Talk about getting bleary on it. Uh, I mean, not to get ahead of that, but Isabella uh, comes up to the prince again, and they have more things to confess for the FBI guys listening. But uh, I like that she, um, she comes up to him, gives him a jar, and then whispers to herself oh i'm sorry she's just she's by herself she takes a bottle from the prince and goes back to her table and whispers to herself ah this is the most potent african violet poison in the entire kingdom of the mopek no one can survive even one drop of this poison the king himself is no match against the power of my magic this will finish him once and for all soon the land of the mopek will be mine it will be mine and that of my prince (laughs) isabella hurry up you can fantasize. Like, sorry, I guess I was over there whispering for a really long time. That was weird. That was perfect. I had that as a sonic challenge okay, for you. Good. So I'm thank you for I doing that. Unbidden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone arrived at the uh, dining chamber for the meal, right? Oh, it's this a is dining the chamber. Got it. Yeah. yeah nice. This is Another the chamber. this is the plot. So he's got the note. He's absorbed it all. He probably had to reread it like 17 times. Wait, what? He made a string board like, okay, Billy is the... Uh, everyone arrived at the dining chamber for the meal. Prince Rayshawn signaled for the royal tasters Boltar. This is where it's tough. Royal tasters Boltar. India, Adelia, Zulu, and Shalazar to begin tasting all the food and drink. 
Voltar pretended to taste the bottle of poison water, but he really didn't. So, so like toddler level stuff of like, you know, pretending to drink tea. Like, yeah, yeah. oh boy, Eat. this sure is poison free. Eat this Play-Doh I made you. Like, okay. <laughs> num, num, num. Oh, nummy, nummy. Mm, so good. <laughs> They're the professional tasters. Like, it's pretty important that they get this thing right and nobody's yeah. watching them. Like, uh, yeah, it's good. No, I, I drank a bunch. Ooh, really so good. full. Mm, nom, 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 nom. nom. <laughs> cunning. It's a cunning ruse. <laughs> it's amazing. And, but, they, you know, no one else really got it. I guess Boltar was in on it, but uh, India, Idalia, Zulu, and Shalazar just, you know, they were sort of like, I guess I'll try the uh, the Brussels sprouts. Um, Boltar will try the try the drink. So there right. we go. Yeah, yeah. I'll do the dessert this time. Shalazar, you always get the dessert. Come on, man. <laughs> Shalazar is like, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> um, uh, so... Billy has been filled in on this with a lengthy note, and I just liked this level of uh, what uh, you know. Billy showed up here knowing that the king is going to try to be assassinated. Uh, what is he going to do? It says he wanted to help stop the plot to assassinate the king, but he didn't know how exactly he was going to do it. The princess had asked for his help at the very last moment. Billy was not prepared to deal with any of this. <laughs> and so he essentially stands up and, like, bumps... Uh, Bumps into the serving maiden who was about to give the king the poisoned water, which I, you know, that's of, of all the things you could have done that it got the job done. Yeah, he suddenly becomes Kramer at that point. <laughs> but um, quite a mood switch here because then you know this happens and shocking because this is the the dining chamber, dining yeah. chamber for the meal, and uh, this mood switch is good. Queen Rashinda said. Don't worry, young visitor. It was just an accident. There is plenty of water in the kingdom of Mopek. Everyone started laughing. The maiden, everyone. The maiden bowed her head and said, Excuse me, Your Majesty. She backed away and went to get more water. Prince Rayshon said angrily, Sit back down to the table now, Billy. Try not to be such an idiot. <laughs> so that was well. everyone was laughing. It's like, Ooh, thanks. Yeah. speaking of Thanksgiving, like uh, Uncle <laughs> Ted is uh, <laughs> Uncle Ted went off about uh, how much yeah. he hates modern jelly beans again. Oh boy, that's not uh, here. Ooh. We go. <laughs> Doesn't care for some certain colors of jelly beans. That's uh, everyone else is like <laughs> so much water here. You're right. <laughs> Listen, you son of a. I, I did like the idea of like a, a notable uh, assassin or something, you know, bursting out like that, you know, yes. squeaky from or something, you know, calling someone an idiot as the Secret Service agents are trying to tackle her. Everyone whispering into their sleeve, looking at him as he rages over the guy who spilled the water. <laughs> I think we got our target here. I think we're good. Yeah, I guess, uh, I guess, you know, those he has wanted to kill the teenagers there for the first time. So it doesn't really come as a as a out-of-character moment for him. Yes, so like, true. All right, I guess not a light-hearted meal. I'm going to make my toast awkward. Uh, but it does, it ends, fair, I think this, for, for an almost a, a thwarted assassination, a uh, conspiracy, it, it ends rather passively. Oh, and then the uh, threat of, you know, killing all the, all the teens. Well, here, here it comes. Sure. Prince Rayshon enraged... That's not, a, not a verb. Uh, that's a sentence. Prince Rishon <laughs> enraged. He yelled, Father, this is an insult. So, again, I'm not going to yell it, especially not sure. on video. He is trying to cause tension and trouble amongst this kingdom. I told you when they first arrived here in our kingdom that they should be destroyed. Now you see that I am right. 
You have disrupted his king, this kingdom enough, the king said angrily. I have grown tired of allowing you to live amongst us. My son is right. I will put a stop to this now by having all of your lives end. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. It's just such a passive way to do it. Like, right. Like, we're yeah. going to, like, what are we going to do? Well, put you on one of those wheels, you know, where they tear all of your limbs off, but it takes like nine hours or something of torture. Yeah, the brazen like, bull. Uh, that was the... Exactly. I'm going to roast you in a, in a bronze bull until we <laughs> hear your screams come out of the nostrils by having your lives end. <laughs> Come on, King. We haven't like you know we haven't tortured anyone to death in a long time. You gotta you know <laughs> sell the sizzle here. <laughs> um, I I liked that you know people are like no no King please the Queen the Princess are all like that the Prince's fiance Lady Stephanie began to cry she called out Rayshawn no just a glimpse into their relationship it's nice to have such a richly developed tapestry. Uh, a little bit of a sonic challenge for this one too. Prince Rayshon turned around and yelled, Father, why aren't you listening to me? I am prince in the land of Mopek. Doesn't my word mean anything to you? King Trishon said sadly, Move out of the way, Rayshon. <laughs> One guy's yelling. The other guy's saying sadly. <laughs> well, yeah, he's, I mean, the, no. the mood swings in this are, are, are yes. rapid because it all happened so quickly. The king is saying, I'm going to kill the teens. And mm -hmm. essentially... They uh, they just oh, th he's sad because he has uh, they've said you are going to he's trying to kill you with this water and the royal taster is um, has the has spilled the water so the king is starting to believe that maybe this is an actual assassination attempt so that's why he's that's why he's sad now yes the king I, is he's not the brightest bulb on the tree let's no. just say that and I I would be you know shaking with fear. Um, rage like i wouldn't immediately be sad that my son had tried to kill me you know um no, that's like, i'm kind of sad <laughs> that's a re move reserved for like godfathers you know like really cold-blooded people who have seen a lot i i don't feel like the king is is in that uh, elite company if i yeah i turn around at thanksgiving and george and august have you know knives raised and like <laughs> oh really guys oh, guys <laughs> this is Oh, this is Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to miss Bob Seger at the halftime of the Lions game now. <laughs> Shucks. Uh, and then I, I did like this. They, they they say that the royal taster, they do not specify which one, even though they... Oh, no. I'm, is it Boltar? It could be Boltar. Boltar's the... Uh, he's the one. With the cunning ruse. Who he's the water guy. The, yeah, he's the one. Yeah, right. he's nom, the nom, nom, so wet. <laughs> uh, and Boltar is like... It's it's a good name. It's sort of like a Conan adjacent name, you know, a, a fantasy novel. Mm -hmm. And I, there was a line earlier that I liked. I was like, "This is the kind of shit you only hear in fantasy novels." It was, "Will you allow? Will you allow your very own blood son to be dishonored, my king?" It just is like you never really, you just never get that in like a hardware store. You never hear anyone saying that. So. That's true. Um, but the uh, so the guard took the cup out of the taster's hand and forcefully made him take a sip. Suddenly, the man started to tremble. He had trouble breathing. He was gasping for air. White foam came out of his mouth. His body started to convulse. He collapsed to the floor and died. So, that's, you know, you, you don't get many sequences like that in these books. So, I, I enjoyed it when it happened. Yeah, it was a little a little game, game of Thronesy, sure, I guess. Yeah. Games you, of Throny. I don't know, whatever. You sort of feel bad for the guy, but, you know, he knew what he was signing up for. This is a... You know, it's what happens when you're a food taster. That's that's why you're there. Right. So wake up call to King Treshawn. 
So he, I guess he finally understands and believes the conspiracy. So King, King Treshawn yelled, and this, again, is a tough energy to keep up. So he's yelling, guards, take Prince Rayshon, the Mopec warriors, Balthasar <laughs> and Cadmon, my so-called friend and advisor, <laughs> Johansson, and Isabella into custody at once. It's, I mean, it's not exactly Bookham Dano, you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's a little more involved. Yeah, it's no, you know, I knew it was Euphredo type of thing. Yes. Yeah, he's he's, made, he's adding people onto the list as he start, as he's yelling. Yes. And speaking of him yelling, I like this one because talk about he essentially says now Aswenta, you're going to be the queen because your brother's going to be exiled, and it gives her this speech about how he wants her to live that is like just whiplash back and forth. Oh, he man. says, <laughs> uh, you know, one day you will rule as queen. Listen to what I have to say, Aswenta, when you become queen. Do not trust anyone, my daughter. Keep your enemies close to you so you can keep a close eye on them. Rule this kingdom with an iron fist. Treat the kingdom by the Mopec as if it were your very own mother. Love her and honor her always. Well, that's very nice, you know. And if anyone betrays her, destroy them. Destroy anyone who is a threat to you or this kingdom. It's like, all right, all right. Like a mother? I, uh, uh... It is like if he was, you know, you know, giving his wedding toast, being like, and I just have always been so happy. She turned into a beautiful woman. I'm so happy for her husband to be. We used to play knockers in the kingdom, man. <laughs> Speaking of knockers, like, and balls. Oh, oh dear, the tonal shifts. She, oh. she would always cheat at knockers. It was so cute. Just like, <laughs> uh, you know, I cheated on my first wife. Oh, so I'm glad I ended up with your mom because, man. She could give it, you know, out more than your first mom ever could. I love to see you smile, my daughter. Especially when you slit the throat of one of our enemies who tries <laughs> to touch your kingdom. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's good. Uh, it ends with, I think, one of the better uh, yells. I know I'm obsessed, but it, there's so much yelling. <laughs> this one is so funny. So I will not do the whole thing, but imagine this yelled. King Trishon yelled. No, my son, you did not do these things for me. You did it for yourself. You destroyed my father and your very own grandfather so that I could become king. And you attempted to destroy me so that you could become king. What? Did you think that I would be grateful for? It goes on. There's another three paragraphs. Not three paragraphs, three sentences. He yells what in the middle of it? Like he's yells. little John or something? <laughs> what? Um, I, yeah, it's, uh, it's great. He yelled, you wanted both me and your grandfather out of the way. Well, now I want you out of the way. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. I wish that had sounded cooler. Uh, all right. End the chapter. That's, that's, that's bad. Damn it. Someone's, you know, sponging up Boltar's foamy um, <laughs> mouth the, right yeah. in the corner. Like, how long is he going to yell? We need time to scrape the body off the sidewalk. Yeah, wow. His blood traveled down his digestive tract really quickly. And it is <laughs> it is leaking out. Ugh, boy, oh, I've never seen a mess like this. Uh, yeah, let's end the chapter and move on from there. Yes, okay. Chapter 13 uh, has Isabella. He's, you know, because he yelled take Isabella into custody. So now she, I guess, has heard that. She's running like a wounded animal through the palace and gardens. There's no way she's going to take the Mopec warriors into custody. And she's just, like, doing stuff as she as she runs. She, she walked past the beautiful flowers in the garden and waved her hands. Suddenly, all the flowers in the garden turned black, shriveled, and died. Just, just like a wounded animal. Uh, and then she uh, walks past the petting zoo, 
um, which they call a petting zoo this time. Didn't they call it a petty zoo before? Petty zoo, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then she waved her hands, and suddenly all the locked cages unlocked themselves. Monkeys, lions, horses, elephants, and zebras were running everywhere. And we don't want to spend too much time here, but I had a question that was like, so how much of beneath earth is this kingdom consisting of? Because there's, you know, lush species diversity, you know, there's mm-hmm. like those enormous carnivorous plants from the beginning. Yeah. Um, you have all these uh, various, you know, species, but like, is there a whole sub earth, like a Matrushka earth? down there or is it just did they get really lucky like they're a galapagos island down here where it was perfectly suited to have elephants and monkeys from the same you know gene pool or whatever we don't need to actually talk about it well (laughs) i was thinking of is it one of those um you know occasionally i think they found one like i don't know four or five years ago where it's just a big cavern that has its own ecosystem Uh you know where they discover the cave entrance of it so it has it has some light but it's a big bowl, and it can be like 2,000 feet deep or something. Mm-hmm. So they have to, like, helicopter down into it. And then they'll find these species that have been cut off for, like, you know, hundreds of thousands of years or something. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's like that, sort of. <laughs> yeah, but those Only are like... 20 million times larger. Sure, yeah. They had a lot more time for all this to happen. The But in those caves, it's like, oh, it's a brand new species. Like, incredible. Yeah, it's like a slightly crappier centipede, you know? It's like right, you, yeah. know, you can you can, like only like one guy can tell the difference between the two of them. It's not uh, it has one know. more yeah. segment. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they yeah, but they they it's that but with zebras. So um, anyway, it's just it, for whatever reason that stuck out to me as we uh, n- near the finish line of this book. Yeah. So she destroys what I think is like um, a petting zoo that you might find in you know speaking of 101 Dalmatians or something like in the park. You know where it's just like oh the kids like to come here and look she's running by and ruining our petting zoo. Yeah. Come on. And then here it is. I think she is pursued by one of the the petting zoo staff who's like man I didn't get paid enough for this but the, okay. The animal handler Nabil. Yes. So she looked at Nabil angrily. She put her hand up, and the power from her hand forced Nabil up into the air. That can't be the end of it, and it isn't. He flew through the air and into a tree. I can't can't count right now, but I think I have 23 exclamation marks on my note where I said yes. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, Nabil, he's just a park guy, just like... (laughs) He just he punched in on one of those old timey gray clocks that make the big chunk when you put your card into it. Uh-huh. He's forced to like, wear sort of like the uh, the Jungle Cruise tour guide outfit. He's you know changing out of his like you know Slayer t shirt and into that, just being like, ah oh, <laughs> man, I'm glad none of my friends come to see me at work. I look like such a dork. He has to pretend to be nice when the kids come up. Is that a zebra? God. It is a zebra, Courtney. <laughs> yes. What the hell else would it be, you idiot? <laughs> um, and so, so she forces him into a tree, which is not the last time the trees are going to play a role here. I'm, I'm pleased to report. Uh, she also uh, uh, makes fires come up by pointing her finger. Fire landed in front of the men and then turned into a great ball of fire. Mm, goodness gracious. <laughs> and then she used her, she climbed onto a horse. She used her magic to force the warriors who were guarding the entrance to the gate to fly through the air 
and right into each other. Like, damn it. Um, what? It's right yeah, there. They all, they all screamed as they flew through the air. They were all knocked unconscious. She used her magic to force the entrance to the front of the kingdom open. Um, she, she makes an explosion with her fingers. It's like uh, pretty impressive stuff, like one after another. You really wonder why they needed to rely on, you know, uh, you know poison and then Baltar, the taster, to, to assassinate the king. Well, you probably could have just been like, bam, and he's, he's in a puff of smoke. Yeah, so she's got like <laughs> Saruman like powers of just yeah. like holding people, thrusting very powerful wizards against walls and spinning them around. <laughs> just killed the king. I yeah. don't understand making uh, black widow spiders that disappear. That's that seems <laughs> right. She hasn't taken the the, uh, the control of the throne now, and then she's relying on losers like Prince Rayshon. It's sort of like someone who's always like, yeah, yeah, I've been working on a novel. It's like you've been working on that novel for eight years, like you know. You've been trying to take over this throne for a long time now. Just, just do it or, or abandon yes. the pretense here. Um, she uh, so right during that sec uh, that segment of the the action uh, set piece. Suddenly, there was an explosion right in front of Nadur and his warriors. You could also see a lot of smoke. <laughs> now, this I don't know if this has come before. This is quite an innovation. Switching to second person. Yeah, very few books. I can only think of one, and I'm sure everyone will think of it immediately. There's only one book I know that uses second person. Yeah, bright lights, big bright city. Bright lights, big city. Oh man, you, 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 you. But you could see. So we're there all of a sudden. Fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it comes up again. But I, I just took note. Like, oh, I can. <laughs> wow which character am i who am i oh yeah i want to be uh animal trainer nabil i guess he's yes. in a tree um, yeah yeah wow I, yeah. I, someone did point out i think in a dumb sentence that we got some more uh second person so oh, okay yeah. um but good news for people who take this seriously and we're, we're shaken up uh as soon as Apilla, isabella disappeared i think she she puffs the smoke herself out of there as soon as Isabella disappeared the missing children <laughs> reappeared right in front of the crowd tex Alexis, Latifa, Catalina, and Benita ran up to the children and gave them all big hugs. Benita is written like beneath the surface of the earth with an A on the end of it. So I'd say Latifa and Benita were hanging out and I can just, you know, tip my cap. <laughs> but what my question was, what is going on here physically? Where is everyone gathered they're all like a big crowd is gathered to watch Isabella escape and shoot fireballs. Huh. And then all of a sudden they're standing there as a big crowd. So everyone's watching this because they don't yeah. just gather at the last second when she, right? Yeah, they're all right. hanging around. So maybe they were just at the petting zoo, like everyone in Mopec was at the petting zoo. Yeah, including like the missing parents. Yeah, and the missing parents people were like, I guess, putting up uh, stapling uh, flyers to. Uh, to telephone poles, to the, and then all of a sudden, hey, that's, yeah, that's her, that's Isabella. And then she's what? doing the fireball thing. And then all of a sudden, their children appear, and they're like, yay. <laughs> oh, well, Benita Jr., I'm so glad you're here. Yeah. The crowd of Mopac people began to cheer and clap their hands. So Maybe there was a crowd were, around watching. Yeah, they could have been like carrying pitchforks or something to track her down because they he had, King had yelled, you know, he tacked on as he was yelling that she, he wanted her to be arrested too. Sure. I don't know. That would be great if pitchforks were the one thing that didn't exist in the land of the Mopec. What is pitchfork? <laughs> pitchforks and malls. <laughs> uh, we smash cut to uh, this detail. Uh, King Trishand would not attend the banishment ceremony. 
um, which I'm excited to learn that that is a thing. Um, oh, they had it all ready to go. <laughs> so just so someone has to pull out the book like, okay, here we go. Yeah, it's, uh, it's all right. We got the, uh, uh, is this a, is this a, a true banished ceremonial ceremonial garb is necessary for this one or is it a a informal banishment ceremony it's the prince so i guess it's got to be full Um, well here's how they go i think it's worth talking about the banishment ceremony (laughs) because he didn't as he said he didn't attend because he was too heartbroken to know that he had to order his only son banished from the kingdom forever Hmm. the king's holy men were at the banishment ceremony so you, you have that abramson acanthus and bertimus stood off to the side and prayed for Prince Rashawn, Queen Rashawn to Princess Aswenta, the teen archaeologist, which now become like, and the rest. Capled, yeah. Several warriors, all of the maidens, and the princess's fiance, Lady Stephanie, were all there at the banishment <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> Lady Stephanie's mother, Lady Zahara, and her sister, Lady Daphna, stood by her side. How old are these people? I don't know. It's driving me insane. I can't. They comforted Lady Stephanie as she cried. So that's what a banishment ceremony looks like, <laughs> just in case you were wondering. I believe, I, I don't think we got uh, all the details I wanted about Lady Stephanie's aunt, Lady Daphna. <laughs> but I'm sad to report this is going to be the last appearance of Lady Stephanie. Um, Damn. Very disappointing. I liked the uh, the holy men praying because I, I, I wanted like a, speaking of, like I wanted a Charles Kim diversion into like, you know, the theology of this thing, just yeah, like dry yeah. details or like, you know, going back you know, to the to whatever their creation story is, something like that would be uh, would, would have been great. Later, there's a Nehemiah. So I'm like, so, yeah, OK, right. so. Uh, all right. <laughs> we, are they, the Hebrew Bible or they coincidence. It's just, we have the same names of these people. Nehemiah was a, uh, a child actor that we uh, people named their <laughs> kids after. He was the Justin Bieber of our time. Um this is great, too. Um, there, there's a few outliers in this section. You had the second person, um, and then we have this one, too, uh, which really stands out. The prince's best friend and cousin, Victor, stood in the background off to the side. Victor appeared once before. Uh, they were, like, sparring in a sword fight. Nobody knew that he was even there. He didn't have the heart to get too close to the prince. He didn't know what to say to him. He was so disappointed in the prince that he decided to let go of him emotionally and just move on with his life. He walked away from the banishing ceremony and never looked back. <laughs> oh, no, not Victor. I just like the uh, he's 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 like it's unpacking it with a therapist or something in real time here. Maybe that's uh, when Denise wrote her solo version of this book. That's what she had done. She decided to let go emotionally. I hope there's a whole Victor book. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. yeah. What, what is his journey after that? And then he wandered the land of Mopek into the dark jungles, past the island of the dinosaurs. There's got to be something past there, I'm assuming. Sure, always, yeah. Um, Victor, a Mopek story. <laughs> um, were you surprised at the age? So they all, they run out, right? There's a party. I don't know. We got to, I guess we got to pick things up here. Sure. The king's advisor, Johansson, yelled, don't leave me, wait for me. He ran out of the kingdom after them. Johansson was 62 years old, so he had a difficult time keeping up with the young warriors. I mean, I had, it's like, you know, listening to a radio personality for years, and then you see a picture of him, and you're like, oh, 
Oh, wow. Okay. That did not, does not match. I didn't know. really have, if I had done an identikit or something in a sketch of him, maybe I'd probably come up with something way different. I guess I never have. But I was just surprised that Johansson <laughs> couldn't keep up with the other because he was 62. For sure. Thanks well, a lot, Ellis's. Yeah, really. Do we know anything about life expectancy down here? I mean, that's true. Be, we don't know. Yeah. That could be Methuselah down here for right. all we know. Yeah. But yeah, I'm imagining just a. Uh, you know, long beard, you know, hunched over cane for Johansson. Because uh, he's yeah. 62. <laughs> Hang uh, on there. I'll be I mean, when, you know, when you see what's going on down here, we don't know anything about their diets. I mean, no one's smoking, I guess. But, um, That's true. You know, the rickets, I think I imagine it all for, for the lack of sun would be important. They're really into trans fats. It's really weird. Like <laughs> somehow. More trans fats tasters. <laughs> Are they good today? Oh my God! Please making us stop making us eat. Boltar, eat another pound of trans fats. Oh, please, sir. We don't have gestures, so this is how I derive amusement, Boltar. <laughs> I'll go to the mall. Wait, we don't have the. Damn it! Eat some more trans fats. Johansson, get on that mall project. It's been twenty years now. You started it when you were forty-two, a spry young. 42. I'll get on that then. Okay. <laughs> Because you know you're not going to be keep up if I able to, if I uh, exile you, Johansson. Uh, okay. So that is um, what you just read uh, uh, goes into a Hall of Fame transition. Johansson was 62 years old, so he had a difficult time keeping up with the young warriors. Meanwhile, Anthony Elizabeth Jabril Babatunde <laughs> yes. Benjamin of the Hunters arrived at the Nile River. <laughs> that is why I was confused. Looking, I'm looking at my script and my notes. Like, wait, are those? Am I in the wrong chapter? Like, no, that's the transition. <laughs> no, no, yes, that's just pure Ellis magic. And after that, you get a. They're at the waterfall, and I think we covered this in Real or Fanfic. We did, but, yes. But without, you know, Real or Fanfic, you sometimes don't know the context and. Despite your best instincts, you give the authors the benefit of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt, like you would know what this sentence meant uh, when you saw it. The last of the hunters tried to escape from the gigantic snake that was chasing them. First mention of the hunters, first mention of the giant snake uh, in this transition. <laughs> but just a great reveal there as well. Um, and they, uh, the gigantic snake slithered its way from behind the waterfall uh, and wrapped the entire body around the man. That's a hunter. The snake pulled him underneath the water as they fell in. And then everyone else jumps into the river and gets pushed down it. And Anthony gets leeches all over himself. And says, get the little vampires off of me. Which yes. isn't that, that is a direct quote from the other. I had to go back and make sure this wasn't copy and pasted verbatim. Okay. Uh, he, it is not, but it is like, it, it could be, it's the same way as her other book. It's, it's rewritten. He calls them vampires. The phrasing is slightly different for no apparent reason because no one would put it past them or be disappointed if they just copied and pasted it. But it's slightly different. Okay. And <laughs> and who is is Jabril just the friend or uh, the friend of the friend? Well, Jabril, I don't know. Benjamin is Babatunde's friend. I had oh, to look that oh, up. Oh, we know Benjamin. Because Benjamin sure. comes in strong. Oh, with, he uh, comes in big time. But Jabril, uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, Jabril, okay, Jabril said, don't panic, it's not over yet. What do you mean, Jabril? Anthony asked curiously. Talk to me, man. <laughs> Has Anthony been just doing the man thing? Yeah, he's a... Uh, Huggy he's, bear all of a sudden? Yeah, yeah, or, or McConaughey. Come on, man. And remember <laughs> that he is he is a British, a, a wealthy British man. Uh, he has a mansion. So, oh, uh, talk, talk to me, Talk man. to me, man. <laughs> Uh, Slap, slapping him with a white glove. Talk to me, man. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Yeah. So 
essentially uh, what they're arguing about now is that uh, Jabril is like, they're down in the kingdom of the Mopek, and Anthony's like, I told you I don't believe in this lost civilization. And then he says, come on. Elizabeth says, calm down. Anthony says, I'm sorry, you're right. Now is not the time for debate. And I just thought, maybe if this journey from, from Lagos to the Nile River had taken more than like 90 minutes, they could have hashed some of this out along the way. You know, right. If it had taken the uh, you know, month and a half that you might expect it to take if they made the journey on foot. Right. <laughs> uh, but they get to the... So some of their hunters get uh, hit in the neck with poisonous darts, right? Well, I, unclear about this. The hunters did seem to be chasing them, but the um, the hunters do seem to be part of their party as well. Yeah, I don't understand. Because they're the climbing hunters. down. Yeah. yeah. He says, let the hunters go first because they, they, they climb down the sarcophagus on the vines. <laughs> and it says the hunters climbed down one by one into the giant sarcophagus. Anthony looks down into the sarcophagus and said, so this is a, a treasure hunter. Um, it's never been said that he's a gigantic moron. However, he says, I don't see the hunters anymore. They must have made it. If it wasn't safe, they would have signaled us by now. <laughs> so the hunters are just lying in a pile of corpses at the bottom. You know, they've been darted <laughs> they fell off the vine like you know that, but he takes their pure silence as a sign that everything's good and not they've vanished into a bottomless pit uh but we do get a little uh you were asking for metaphysics so we get a little bit of it a little okay. taste the kingdom good. of the mopac was alive from the souls and spirits of all the kings queens princes and princesses that had passed on from this life Passed on from this life, I, I believe, is um, uh, uh, what religion is that? Well, never mind. I uh, it, it's sorry, I lost my place. Their memories would live on forever in the minds of those that now lived in the land of the Mopac. So they'd live on forever in those that now live. So I, I think it's implying eternal life for those who are still alive. <laughs> so the fact that. Uh, All right. That the advisor Johansson is sixty-two and decrepit already does not bode well. You got a lot of years left, man. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, I, uh, uh, undying land. You know, like where the where the hobbits go off to, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, it is wildly uncharacteristic. That it's passage. just out of nowhere. Um. So, uh, you know, you tip the cat. I don't know who that is though. Like. Uh, you know, a, a, a spiritual guru that Larry met at the bar, maybe that came back and you know put that in his ear or something like that. Um, or they did a Kickstarter, and that was a, a fan gets to write a passage or something. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. It, it, it just seems yeah out out of place, just like the second person. Um, uh, but you also Elizabeth said, "Where is the sunlight coming from?" Yeah, we get an answer. Yeah, it, it very satisfying. Jabril said, "It's coming from the lost civilization of the Mopec." Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> that is a tautology. That's <laughs> circular logic. Yeah. Your Where does just the... an infinite loop? <laughs> uh, we get another uh, good part of the uh, the huggy bear speak, or maybe just Joss Whedon or something. Giant Venus flytrap. Anthony thought about the missing hunters and then whispered sarcastically, "No way." Yes. Uh, suddenly, the hunters. <laughs> suddenly, the hunters all stood up from behind the bushes and trees. Anthony didn't know it at the time, but two men had been hit in the neck with poisonous darts. Several African warriors, 
are they Mopec or are they, uh, are they Mopec African? Again, circular logic. Stood behind each of the hunters with spears pointed at them. The hunters were the warriors' prisoners. Not only were the hunters their prisoners, but Elizabeth, Anthony, Benjamin, Babatunde, and Jabril were their prisoners also. So no more convoluted way to say that. Um, and it also doesn't <laughs> identify the Africans as Mopec. However, that's, of course, what it is. Um, I, I actually wrote, can you think of a worse way to write action? <laughs> Anthony didn't know it at the time. So, wait, what's happened? But two men had been previously hit in the neck. Yeah. And then warriors stood behind each of the hunters, but the hunters and the warriors have not been clearly. Anyway, it yeah. is. The hunters incredible. are also the man. The, African, yes. the Africans who are also Mopex are pointing spears at the two men. Slash hunters who I assume are, are lying there unconscious, so the spears seem unnecessary, and they are then going to take everyone else as prisoner. Yes, um, they they bring them back to the uh, civilization. Um, they introduce them. There's a little reunion. It says, you know, Adam and Akita felt safe for the first time in days. I don't know when they felt safe. I think they were in a dungeon 48 hours ago, so I'm not sure. Like you know, yeah, it's um, people have, have said they explicitly said, "I want to kill you" or "I'm going to kill you" um, at some point in time. Um, but the uh, – what does Benjamin do? Okay, yeah. So Benjamin comes up strong for the first time and not the last time. Um, Mopec warriors point the spears at the teens and the rescuers. Benjamin looked over at Anthony and the hunters. Benjamin didn't have to say anything. The men all knew what they had to do. Anthony and the other men overpowered the guards who were escorting them. They took the warrior spears from them and held them hostage. <laughs> the king yelled, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, okay, I'm sure you have this as a note, but what does this remind you of? Anthony stood up and yelled at the king, give us back our children. <laughs> give me back my sword! There you go. <laughs> Is that Harrison Ford or Mel Gibson? Uh, give me back my <laughs> <laughs> they both had those yelling things. Give me back ransom. my son is yes, Mel ransom. Uh, get off my plane. Get off give my me, plane. Give me back my plane. I don't know. It's over, it's over, and we'll let her go. I told uh I told Lauren about this the other day. I don't remember what the name was, but there was a movie that was like fifteen years ago that we were briefly obsessed with because in the trailer, I think it was like Diane Lane yelled they hacked into my car's computer yeah do you remember that it was oh, like yeah, I do. very briefly um and we were setting up a new dishwasher that has wi-fi in it and i was oh. like yeah we all laughed at this the other day but like you know they hacked into my dishwasher is something that i'm sure is you know has happened to someone and that's how they lost mm -hmm. all their all their crypto or something so uh, that movie was ahead of its time what was the tv show that this is like 10 years ago during the super bowl with um there was a yelling line in it, and it played like 700 times. Well, there was one during, uh, who was that guy, Ron? Yeah, Ron Silverman. Silver. Yeah, Her well... father is the district attorney! <laughs> yes. It was, it was... <laughs> during every ad of the World Series. I think the World was, Series. Like, okay. Skin, I think, was the show. Yeah. Give me canceled. back my district attorney! <laughs> it was canceled during the uh, middle of the first episode or something. Uh, and here we go. They're all walking through the jungle. Uh, the, uh, uh, Anthony has overpowered the King's men. They are, uh, holding them with spears. Uh, Nadir and all of them are upset. Suddenly, several strange men blocked all of their way and held them as hostages. And so I was like, is this finally it? Is this finally the rebels? 
<laughs> it is not. <laughs> no. However, and uh, it says, uh, we got here by following you. You didn't even know we were following you. You made it so easy for us. You let us right here. It really doesn't matter who I am, but my name is Sebastian. That's <laughs> 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 uh, probably the, like the truest sentence in the book. What do I want? I want treasures. I want lots and lots of treasures. My men here with me also want lots and lots of treasures. <laughs> my sister Tina is here also. <laughs> uh, and so uh, the king is like, God damn it. You have brought death and destruction to our kingdom. Um, to which I was like, well, the dinosaurs are also kind of to blame here. They're the ones carrying people off to their island. But before you can really nitpick about that, the ground starts to shake. Oh, and uh, you get this exchange. King Treshand yelled, it's the giant gorilla beast. He's coming. Benjamin yelled, who is coming? A giant gorilla. <laughs> oh, I, I really thought I misheard you the first time. I did hear that. It just didn't really process because that's so absurd. But yeah, a giant gorilla. You, you were pretty explicit. Well, app that. apparently, though, the king, uh, Benjamin, must have just like blank stared him and, you know, jaw like shook his head because the king goes, a giant gorilla. <laughs> He's and a he gigantic creature. Uh, yeah. Okay, no, I got gotcha. you. I got. Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry, I just. I'm that sorry. is why we built the gigantic wall around our kingdom. Benjamin's finally like, oh, oh shit, yeah. guys, circle up, giant gorilla. I was just. Yeah, trying we to... we heard him. We were standing right here. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, Benjamin, man. He, he and uh, you know Nadura passed him some of the plant they all smoked down there, and it hits a newcomer pretty hard. That is still more questions. Uh, we built the wall to keep the giant gorilla out of our kingdom. You, you guys aren't moving. We must get the children and the women back inside the walls of the kingdom to safety. You're still not. They're not safe out here. <laughs> King's pushing the people. Benjamin's fighting like, oh, oh, I, mean, I get it. <laughs> yeah, right. Bro, we're all in a horrible danger. Man, oh, at least I'm going to die incredibly stoned. <laughs> what would have been great is being like, do you guys, oh, okay, you guys don't have gorillas up there. That makes sense. I mean, we, yeah, we have these things called gorillas down here. Um, and in fact, I don't even know why we specify that it's giant. We have gorillas, and to us, these, that's what gorillas are. They're 21 feet tall and weigh over 800 pounds. So it's redundant to call them giant because this is the only one we have. And they have like 2.7% uh, of the strength of a regular gorilla, if he were that size. <laughs> right. It's very convoluted, but you'll you'll see once he gets here. You'll see. It'll all make sense. We'll just play one round of Gorilla Kill, and you'll you'll get it after that. Yeah. Um, but maybe that uh, maybe that hesitation, however brief it was, to convince Benjamin of the danger here, um, they send all the kids and the women back inside. But that uh, allows the gorilla to get close enough to wreak some absolute havoc. And it kicks Tear, ass. Tears of laughter on this one. Please read it for me. The gigantic creature yelled out and then reached down and picked up. <laughs> One of Sebastian's men named Walker. So if Sebastian said, if it doesn't matter who I am, it really doesn't matter what Walker's name is. How old is he? Who knows? <laughs> uh, he was able to keep up, so he's not 62. The gigantic gorilla threw him up into the air and across the jungle. He screamed out as he flew through the air. The creature took the back of his left hand and knocked Sebastian's men, Waldo, Aaron, Madison, Magnus, Dallas, Vadimus, Jason... <laughs> Ignacio and Baldwin into some trees. <laughs> that is like you took the whole book and like put it into a still and just like 
the liquid that came out into a little shot glass. It's like <laughs> yeah, pure, really. pure Ellis. Back off, man. This is not for first timers. This is, you know, <laughs> you put it into your dab rig and get a blowtorch yeah. out to be like, oh, man. Like, yeah, this, is, this hits wow. hard. Or like, if you know, you know, like Disney movies used to just to start with like a, like a, a hand turning a page of like an illuminated book. Yeah, yeah. Like that would be one of those wood carvings that's, you know, the creature took the back of his left hand. <laughs> But it doesn't stop. It then gives you a little like it banged its fist against its chest. It took both its fists and banged them on the ground so hard the ground shook. The creature then pulled a very large tree up from its roots and threw it at Sebastian's men, Fabian, Pablo, Hamilton, Ulrich, and Wade. It knocked the men into the jungle with a large tree. So just when you think you've got the Ellis's figure out, they start knocking men with the trees instead of forcing them into the trees. It's, uh, it, you know, again, you tip the cap. It's, uh, they, they still fight, figure out ways to surprise us at all this point. And it goes on. And this is, <laughs> this is where I laughed out loud. The giant gorilla then picked up Wallace and Mac and threw them up into the air. Disappointing. But yeah. next, the beast chased after Calder, Callahan Dalton, and Bailey. Callahan Dalton. <laughs> Clint Eastwood, as played by Patrick Swayze. What? <laughs> isn't there a? Uh, didn't you have a bit about Hamilton? Uh, what is Hamilton? Joe Rock Group. Yes. Hamilton, Joe Frank, and Reynolds. <laughs> yes, that's what this is. Calder, Callahan Dalton. And Callahan Dalton. I I checked the original text. It is. It's no not problem. a misprint in the. Uh, no, God. it is Callahan yeah. Dalton. <laughs> perfect um he so he uh he chased after them knocked them into the forest with the back of his hand into the forest we can read between the lines there so yeah I think they we know. they got forced into some trees yes uh i i the, the two guys he threw up into the air uh, wallace and mac i wonder if he did like the bugs bunny like threw him up then like you know waiting for them to land like checking his watch <laughs> I, you know, how many uh, wilhelm screams when we have to film this by the way <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah. They're going to rename it the Callahan Dalton screen after we're done with it. Um, and then there, so then we cut to inside. Queen Rashinda is uh, is picking a very weird time to like flex on their wall. The beast is the reason why we have built such a magnificent stone, marble, and cement wall around our entire kingdom. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's that marble didn't come cheap either. You know, a lot of times you just use marble for like your throne or something. We, we built a wall out of it. That's like you know, I can hear. I can hear Calhoun screaming, please. Yes, and the the guy who, when they were building the wall, which I assume took many years, and many guys were picked up by gorilla creatures and thrown (laughs) against trees. The guy just doing, like, regular old cement work, you know, and there's a guy over there with, like, marble looking over at him, like, hey, you guys going to take lunch today? The marble guy's like, "Uh, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) You keep keep doing your... uh, cement yeah. work there don't don't talk to us there yeah, yeah. yeah i'm an artisan no one has ever said that about you <laughs> that's pretty magnificent right i laid a whole cement wall yeah that's yeah. not the part they're going to describe as magnificent you know what's not going to happen after i finish my marble wall there's not going to be a uh, dipshit teenager who writes his initials in it uh so maybe <laughs> once you figure that out we'll take your art seriously huh <laughs> uh and then so this is a uh another innovation the uh, uh, so this this is inside. All the women are inside with the children. Yeah. Uh, the gorilla pulled up another large tree from its roots 
and a lot of tree-based destruction, Mm -hmm. threw it over the huge wall that surrounded the kingdom. Everyone inside the kingdom saw the tree coming toward the kingdom and ran for cover. The tree landed right in the middle of the garden near the palace and knocked down some smaller trees. (laughs) So trees being forced into trees is, uh, like you said, the, uh, the, the, the pure distillist form. Uh, 151 rum or Everclear, I guess, is what you got there. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, but right before that, while the gorilla was actively doing this, screaming and throwing things, and like the wall is like, will the wall hold? The marble guys are going, my part will. You know, the cement guy's going, I don't know. God, the cement guy is uh, <laughs> backing away slowly. But while that's happening, Queen Rashinda said regrettably, Elizabeth, I understand how you feel. I love my husband too, but you must understand. Yeah, corpse pieces coming raining down. She scrapes a pancreas off her face. Max, when my husband is not here, I am not only responsible for this king. And it goes on for like it goes on and on. I won't read it. It's amazing, (laughs) but that's happening in the middle of this action set piece. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's the Peter Jackson's King Kong like twenty minute just like absolute battle Um, and. And uh, the other thing I liked was as Elizabeth whispered to herself sarcastically, I was wondering why there was a gigantic wall surrounding the kingdom, (laughs) which is something it's a beat. They call it like the uh, Anthony said that as well. So it was like a dumb little thing. Um, uh, They have a catapult and they shoot some boulders at the catapult, I think. Um, And uh, gigantic boulders. Yeah. Hit the creature right in the chest, (laughs) fell backwards, but remained on his feet. Wow. All right. What? <laughs> Just he, he takes a licking and keeps on ticking, fell. I guess. The, what does oh, fell mean? He fell backwards but remained. I don't know. Good, <laughs> okay, good catch. Right. He stumbled, I guess. Uh, but then at some point, this is just a great way to describe how the scene ends, is the giant beast got fed up with being hit. <laughs> he yelled out, beat his chest with his fist, and then went back into his jungle. End of scene. Last we see of the gorilla. <laughs> uh, which leads me to a sonic challenge for you. All right. All right. King Trishan asked sarcastically as he laughed. Oh, my God. Another request. What is it this time, my child? Um, sarcastically asked sarcastically as he laughed. Another request. What is it this time, my child? Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> what is it this time, my child? Uh, Okay, thank that's, you. That's like, yeah. These sort of oh, challenges drip, have gotten to be like... Dripping with sarcasm. Rubbing your head and patting your stomach. Uh, everyone was escorted to the resting chambers to rest. Good. I'm glad. Everyone. Made, every made human alive. Okay, yeah. Get them, uh, lay them down. There, We have like three couches. So you're going to have to take turns resting. It's really not going to be very restful or relaxing. God, we underbuilt on resting chambers because everyone has to rest. Cement guy, make us another resting chamber. <laughs> Uh, and then, sorry, once this has already happened, uh, the uh, shark quail, who we haven't heard a lot in a long time, is, you know, he, we made fun of him because he was getting friend zone, but he sees his opportunity. He plays the Game of Thrones uh, masterfully. He asks the king for uh, Aswenta's hand in marriage, and he gives the blessing. And so he is now in line to be king, which, uh, you know, didn't, didn't see coming. Um, but, you know, props to him. Yeah, the Sharquille thing is amazing. <laughs> she became very emotional. She had tears in her eyes. She said, yes, Sharquille, you are my dearest friend, and I will always love you. 
yes, I will marry you. Okay. Like, yeah. We know this is a marriage of convenience, man. Like, so that's how it's going to be. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, uh, oh, yeah. So this is, the, that, this is right after the uh, request, the sarcastic laughing request. Um, she says, it takes many moons to prepare for a wedding. Father, I want the visitors to see me become a bride. We could always have the formal ceremony later. Let's have a small ceremony so that Billy, Samira, and the others can witness my marriage before they return to their own land. So I was just imagining Baba Tunde being like, Wait, we're, we're doing what now? <laughs> like, we're... No, 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 no. We're, we, we, we just survived a gorilla attack in this place you dragged me to. I'm going to hell back to Lagos where I live comfortably. I've got money to spare buying the little pianos that you wear around your neck. Like, get me the hell out of here. Daddy, I want to go to their wedding. <laughs> I'm going to laugh sarcastically at you, I'm afraid, at this yeah. request because that's insane. And I don't know if it happened to you, but like... The people who say, like, we're doing a small ceremony now and then we're doing one later, then the big one never happens. Exactly. You got to go to the first one. Yeah. Once, you're, once you're married, it's been eight months, you're not, like, gearing up to, you know, have an actual wedding there. So, like, yeah. ab- abandon this charade. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's it. Uh, they, they go back to the chamber, another chamber. Yeah. Uh, a gown, so I assume it's a gown chamber. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they paw through all the diamonds, rubies, and beautiful gowns. This is amazing. Do we get to wear this stuff? Chapter end. End of chapter. <laughs> Run it into a ditch and move on. Yes. This is where we traditionally would do real or fanfic, but obviously there's no more fanfic because we've read the book. But we can update people on your stats. Oh, no. Okay. Lucas, the uh, the I'll keeper of it. the tome. Lucas is, uh, uh, you know, has his quill, I imagine, and this long scroll and, you know, a, a beacon is lit. And he's like, ah, only two of five beacons were lit. That must mean that Mike whizzed it down his leg again he wears a, a giant purple robe the, the hood that hangs halfway down his back yes and he uh, scribes my failures all right go ahead he says i could say without sarcasm that this has been another exciting round of real or fanfic the most notable thing about this season is that in the initial episode connor gave six entries instead of the usual five he hasn't done anything like that since appropriately the bonus episodes of antigua and that was a mistake uh so that's why that happened mike's performance was unfortunately pretty poor he scored seven out of 16 correct answers for an average of 43.75 percent his overall average has now dropped below 60 to 59.78 percent ever since his record-breaking performance at edison's conquest of mars mike's results have been middling his words not mine however i am confident that he can turn things around in the next book well that's Kind of him to say, but he he doesn't. That's probably not going to be true. But whatever. <laughs> he's like the he's the sabermetrician. He's the one that's analyzed these stats, so he knows when you're due for a turnaround. Can, can we do an entire book of you doing real or fanfic? I'd be happy to. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> get some stats going. Uh, yeah, I'll just have to. Uh, people have to. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll figure we'll, it out. We'll, we'll yeah, talk we'll about it, it. We'll talk about it off air. All right. Yeah. All right, so chapter 14 is uh, the two ceremonies. There was a great celebration held for everyone to enjoy. They celebrated the princess engagement and the defeat of the gorilla beast. Which Defeat? <laughs> I mean, he didn't he get sick of being hit in he the chest? He got fed up. Yeah. He got fed up. Yeah. If, uh, yeah. If, uh, take, take the W's where you can. Yeah. But, like, I've been to a, a wedding where, like, the night before it was someone's birthday and they like made enough big deal about it that like I remember the the, the bride to be like brought out a cake for her birthday. It's like no one was happy about that, you know. 
the bride here, Aswenta is not going to be happy that they're tacking on a gorilla defeating ceremony yeah. to, the, to the engagement party. Like, you got to let them have their own night. Because then they had to, like, go to the guy who, like, does the books of, like, he he did the uh, banishment ceremony. Like, <laughs> do we do we have a... Do we have a gorilla defeating ceremony? Like, well, is it? You know, we have a I gorilla mean, defeating, but not a giant gorilla <laughs> defeating ceremony. Is I'm just looking through here. Yeah, I, I could modify the the giant uh, dinosaur defeating. I don't know. I, I do. The, do you really want this? Because I was kind of in the middle of my stake. Yeah, the, the staff for that ceremony is in the shop, and like I could call in a part for it, but like, uh, I mean, brother. And on a holiday weekend, a princess oh. ceremony. Yeah. That's you can tell I, I just had a dishwasher replaced based on the. Yes. <laughs> well, oh boy. Whew. Yeah. I like the shaking the head and just looking yeah. around. Like, when do you think we could get the windows in? Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, so if people look, don't ask this question, this is like an unusual. <laughs> you were unexpected that I was going to do this? You didn't. Or like looking at the gorilla ceremony, being like, "Oh man, the last guy who did a gorilla ceremony really whizzed that one." Man, like, what was he thinking? Who who, who did this? Who, who could you tell me? Like, it look, was I don't want to. It was before I was king. I don't know. Well, man, I don't want to crap on anyone professionally. That actually, that exact thing happened to me when we had the. I've told you about my shocking furnace uh, had to be rebuilt, oh, and, the, and the guy's like, "Hey, I just want to. I'll, I'll take some pictures, but I just want to show you these things." And he showed showing me the voltage, and you know, using words like, "And so the consumables all have to be replaced." Like, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. I would consumables. hope so. Yeah, I mean, but then he shows me like this oil on the on the main drive blower, and he's like, "I don't know who did this, but this is like, it's just like," and I had to do. I don't know. We we bought the house. I don't, was he hoping I, you'd I, admit to doing it or something? Like, I don't know what he was going for. Like trap? who? Uh, and then he's looking at the stickers. You know, they put them on the ducts. You know, of like the people who worked right. on it previously. Like, yeah. oh, quadruple A. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the yeah. kind of shit they do. I'd recognize your foul stench anywhere. Yes. Quadruple A duct work. Uh, anyway. Um, I just want to point out the, yeah, we're in chapter 14. Um, Second person comes up again. As soon as the doors to the palace were opened and the group walked outside, you could see that the festivities had already begun. Wow. So uh, once again, I am sucked into the book. Like, I'm there. Yeah. Me. Wow. The character enters a VR universe and... and Wow, the festivities wow, have already begun. I can begun. see that the festivities. There's an engagement ceremony and a giant gorilla defeating ceremony. <laughs> yes. uh, and so this is this is kind of rough, and this is might be rough for you, I think, because I mean this is essentially a wedding they're doing here, and there's about to be some fisticuffs. So I hope this wasn't hard for you to read, um, having been assaulted at a wedding and then removed from the premises. But uh, this Anthony, is one of my favorite things ever. I cannot believe this. <laughs> Anthony is like, uh, hey, uh, how were you tr- treated by the royal family, um, son? Did they threaten or mistreat you in any way? And it's like, Billy is like, uh, uh, well, the king and queen are both okay. They they had made us fight. They threw us in a dungeon. They sent me into a forest where I was attacked by skeletons, and I probably should have led with all of that. But uh, so Anthony gets really upset at Nadur because he said Nadur wanted to kill us a bunch of times. He, it, and, but it goes. It's even more like where they decide to do these dialogues. I don't understand. <laughs> the only one who really gave us trouble was Nadur. He's been a royal pain. 
He has, which I assume is a movie starring, I don't know. Yeah. P-A-Y-N-E. Yes. He has threatened us on more than one occasion, even had to try to have the king end our lives. I like that he picks up the king's language there. (laughs) Anthony asked, who? Who's that now? (laughs) Billy said, Nadir, dad. Nadir is the king's head warrior, remember? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I remember Nadir now. Did he hurt you? (laughs) Well, all right. Billy responded, all right, guys, three of you head back to the celebration. All right, the boys responded as they (laughs) headed back to the celebration. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. So that's the setup to one of my favorite sequences of all times. Yeah. So he he gets furious. He's furious. I I think he was doing like the, you know, he was... uh, you know, Nadura dad, Nadura is the king's head warrior. Anthony was hammered the time they brought up Nadura. He has no memory of this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nadura, yeah. <sighs> oh, what do you, yeah. What do you remember about Nadura dad? Oh, I mean, jerk. He, he's a royal pain. Yeah, I just said that, dad. Anyway, but so he he is furious that someone had threatened his sons. He walked over to the royal courtyard and saw Nadura, the head warrior, practicing with a sword. Um, and he uh, he says, do you care to challenge me? Nadir said sarcastically, but of course, let's go. So he's, he's accepting the offer. It's not sarcastic. Um, and then the two men began to sword fight. Both men were equally as good a sword fighter as the other. And that is what I take as an indictment of the warrior culture here. The head warrior is as good a sword fighter as some British chump who, you know. Who owns a mansion and <laughs> has his kids running around in it. Yeah. and uh, I, I thought that was... Um... I put that as a dumb sentence of the week. Both men were equally as good a sword fighter as the other. <laughs> There's yeah. got to be a better way to say that. Uh, is there a single word that doesn't uh, that works there? Um, uh, but and- uh, he he did bring his uh, sword from the wall, and I just uh, I noted that uh, sword retrieval from walls is huge in this book ah many uh, people walk over to walls and choose swords (laughs) that are hanging on the wall so everywhere you go i don't know whether the the uh giant gorilla uh wall is is littered with swords i don't know Mm -hmm. but there are there are swords on on many walls i feel like a post-credit sequence for the movie would be the character we've never seen before walks into a room and there's swords all over the floor and he just sort of like <laughs> begins picking them up and putting them back on the wall and that's you know that's the final final 20 yeah. seconds of the movie wide uh, shot camera pulls out yeah well we've talked about swords for the past two minutes um and uh that's good because he says i heard from my sons about the way you treated them no one treats my boys that way let's settle this once and for all anthony threw his sword down to the ground nadura did the same with his sword the two men began fight with their fists <laughs> So I guess he realized that the even match, they might not even, they shouldn't even use swords. They should just start pummeling each other. Um, and then this is uh, this is good. Uh, it buries the lead as they tend to do. Several warriors who were walking by rushed over and broke up the fight. Anthony pushed the guards away from him. He walked away angrily. When Elizabeth saw her battered husband's face, she became frightened. So Nadir got his licks in. He, he's got black eyes and busted lips and he's bleeding from his nose battered <laughs> that's what i might notice like oh my like enough to go whoa yeah what happened to you yeah somebody get the number of the truck that hit me oh yeah you should stake. see the other guy 
so yeah a, a full battering is pretty impressive because i was thinking of when the the other guards you know pull them apart you know junior high fight right you go yeah. after the guy because you see like there's a teacher down the hall right and so you're like you don't ever say that to me and then you start doing the flailing it you know and you kind of hit in the back of his yeah. neck kind of lightly and then all of a sudden hey 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 whoa back. guys right. guys and then they pull him <laughs> apart like no one got any punches in. but this one no he's got like a couple teeth missing he's bleeding profusely from the nose you can't like, hear out of his right ear yeah <laughs> busted tympanic membrane we were equally matched sword fighters he is a much better fist fighter than me <laughs> yes. that is that was a bad decision oh that guy he punches hard Woo. oh uh this the wedding ceremony i had a bad feeling about flying dinosaurs but it does not get interrupted it did however it specify that Princess Aswenta and Sharquille read special wedding vows they had written to each other. And very fortunately, they spared us those. I'm guessing they were like ones where they like referred to each other as their partner in crime and stuff. Like, just like <laughs> yes. really gross, cringy stuff. Yes. <laughs> um, but then we get the, uh, I think, the final appearance of Isabella. Oh, this is incredible. Yeah. Uh, it's Anthony. It's the next morning. Yeah. Anthony decides to take a walk one last time to enjoy the beauty so it's day after wedding right oh yeah day after beating i, I what however you want to i'm sure he t you know t had a few to take the uh just i'm the drink to feel the pain i'll worry about this tomorrow yeah. morning so he walks around the grounds he walks around the gardens i, I imagine he walked through the destroyed petting zoo or petty zoo however you want to <laughs> whatever you want to say but then um here's where we get uh he sees this thing, and Isabella was fully dressed. Oh, whew, okay, that's good. In a white linen gown. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she didn't care that her dress was getting wet. All right, settle down here with this stuff. <laughs> Anthony watching, like, the next morning. What, what is this, you know, bridesmaids or something? Or uh, yeah. Oh, oh, shit. Oh. 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 <laughs> Honey. Larry's thinking about like a Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue from the 1989 that had Stacy Williams in it or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she just. Uh... Oh, Isabella closed her eyes and lifted her head as warm water fell across her face, and he's just sitting there watching that, right? Yeah. I mean, I assume it's probably monovision because one eye is fully <laughs> swollen. <laughs> yeah, and so he's like, I, I imagine she's doing the you know the sort of beck in here type of thing, and he's looking around like me but um he's doing, then, she's doing the i'm wet <laughs> uh, but then suddenly just as quickly as she had appeared she disappeared yes uh we'll get ahead of it that is the last we'll be hearing of isabella the seemingly <laughs> major antagonist in the book <laughs> who the last we saw her previous to this was exploding balls of fire in front of yeah, was, was like powerful. galloping out of the kingdom and going like pow, pow, pow. this time she's just standing by a waterfall going oh i guess you can see <laughs> through this linen dress that i'm wearing and that's it yeah. oh my god that's good Jen, uh, Denise was like, Larry, this is getting pretty pervy. I don't want you writing about Isabella anymore. Fine. She disappeared forever and <laughs> died on the way back to her home planet. Do do we need to wrap up Isabella at all? No, I finished. The book is done, Larry. It's what? 
<laughs> it's not locked, though, is it? It's locked. Like, yeah. oh, it is printed. Yeah. We cannot change it. We made a lot of changes to Antigua after everyone made fun of us. We took out all the exclamation marks, but we're not doing that again. Because I was at this uh, thing where it was a Bud Light thing, and there was these T-shirt girls there, and I had some new ideas. <laughs> no, we can't Absolutely not. Larry, Larry puts the like tight Bud Light T-shirt that he had brought home behind her back, you know. The happy anniversary <laughs> card on it is. Uh, she'll find it under the bed six months later when he's cleaning out his, his room. Uh, Rebecca uh, is is instructed here. She's holding her chimpanzee, her pet chimpanzee, Patua, up yeah. in her arms. She mm-hmm. said, Rebecca, Pat, um, sorry, I just went to say this. Rebecca, Patua has grown to love you very much. I want you to have her to remember us. Take good care of Patua. Treat her well. Thank you, Princess Aswenta. I promise I would take good care of Patua. I won't let anything happen to him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I, I missed that. So who knows? It seems like that'd be a very easy thing to identify on a chimp, you know? They're, it's probably pretty out there, you know? Um, but I guess there's confusion here. At- P- Patua. I know we settled on that, but look at the spelling. P-A-U-T-U-U-H. Okay. Pauta? How to? There's a lot. I, I just think there's a lot of options. I don't know. Sure. Right. Well, uh, it's a it's a movable feast. Uh, I was curious though. This seemed like something that is um, just like Baba Tunde being like we're, we're staying for a wedding now. Um, you know, if you if <laughs> if your boys had been, you'd been on a vacation and they were like, we found a turtle. You know, we're we're in the Redwood National Park. We found a turtle. Can we bring him home? Put that down immediately and get in the car, you know? Mm-hmm. They are talking about a, bringing a chimpanzee, uh, you know, across Sudan, Central African Republic to get back to Nigeria. Like, get the hell out of town. Um, and I wasn't the only one who was wondering sort of how this would work. Um, and th- it's been f- fairly silent on the dark web during this oh. journey we've been taking. That's true. Like they, we haven't delved into that for the past three episodes because there's, like, I don't know. I think they went pretty long. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about. But lest you fear that, like, reenactors are not doing this type of thing just because we haven't used I it. I did fear that. I yeah. feared it a lot. Yeah. You kept you up at night? Yeah. Um, there are. Oh, and okay, good. The Ooh. issue of Patua, how this would be, let alone the pronunciation, is something that they have delved into a, a great deal. and. Oh. There's schisms of like, how would they get it, you know, uh, out of the Nile? You know, they're taking it up that waterfall that the snake chased the guy off, uh, all that stuff. But one major thing was like, what are they going to do when they get this to customs? Um, So that's the one that I wanted to share with everybody now is like, you know, you've got this chimp, like what's going to happen? Welcome to the UK. Anything to declare? Oh, yeah, but brought some duty free gin. Move along, sir. Welcome to the UK. Anything to declare? Uh, just some souvenirs. All right, move it along then. Hey, welcome to the UK. Anything to declare? Nope. All right, move it along then. Welcome to the UK. Anything to declare? A live chimpanzee. It hasn't had any shots and its country of origin doesn't exist. Absolutely not. Makes sense. Taxi! So that's what happened. Um, you know, okay. not their most elaborate, not their most uh, creative one, but I, I, I think that's probably a fairly accurate representation of what would happen with the chimp at um, uh, British Customs. Yeah, I'm glad we've 
dive back into the dark web. I was worried <laughs> about that. Um. Uh, okay, so the uh, right in the middle of this, so they're they're all they're leaving or whatever, and then Sharquil uh, comes up, the friend zone Sharquil, who you know the dearest friend of his new wife. <laughs> And, you know, I married my best friend. I, I'm always like, eh. Probably part of their vows, yeah. Uh, he says to her, he uh, took her hand and said softly. So I'm going to say it softly. Okay. Yeah, come on. You've had a long day. We better get you back to the palace to <laughs> rest. <laughs> wow. Sharquil has taken a turn. He's uh Wow, rest. That horny heel turn as soon as he got the ring on it. Oh yes, resting, that famous thing that newlyweds do. <laughs> uh, wow, I hope they got a, a soundproof chamber for this one. <laughs> Sharquil is letting his hair down. Yeah, the marble guy is like, I can't do soundproof. It's pretty echoey. The yeah. cement guy's like <clears throat> Excuse me. That, your marble headboard will hold up, however. That is <laughs> no way you're going to shatter that thing. Uh, they So everyone leaves. They finally leave the land of the Mopec. Uh, all seems to be going well. Suddenly, several of the Mopecs expelled rebels who had been banished from the kingdom for different crimes surrounded them. Uh, I mean, the rebels, different crimes? Like, is not rebelling the only crime you'd be available for? Like, there was some jaywalking rebels? It doesn't matter. We don't really hear a lot about the rebels because uh, Prince uh, Rayshon is has thrown in with the rebels, along with Baltazar, Cadmon, uh, the lion he took with them, and um, the advisor, uh, the, the old guy, uh, Johansson. Johansson. Yeah. Here's what I'm taking issue with. I don't think they explicitly say that they joined with other rebels. <laughs> it says expelled well, rebels who no, had been no, banished. It doesn't say that now. It it does clarify. Okay, it does clarify. Because yeah. at first I was like, okay, so now they're just rebels because they went through the banishment ceremony? Because it says <laughs> the group included King Trishan's son, Rayshon, Balthazar, and Cadmon, the lion. And, uh, yeah. and that's it. Well, So it's like, well... Okay, they're pretty new rebels. <laughs> so they don't explicitly say that there's other rebels with them, but you say okay. they do later. They do. It comes up. Okay, all right. It, okay. What are you rebelling against? Well, nothing really. I was just banished. Um, <laughs> uh, see, and, and, uh, the prince is like, I was disrespected and treated like a common servant. That's right. Rayshon was treated like nothing more than a common servant. Uh, you know, then my sister, the princess, has no idea how to run the kingdom. I was treated like a common servant, and now all of you shall receive that same treatment. Which is not really like a real threat, you know? Like No. Also, that was all yelled, by the way. I think okay. that was the longest stretch of yelling. I don't know. Someone else could check. That, I, yeah, check I, left out, I left out five, uh, you know, five-sixths of that yelling. <laughs> oh, it's, it's incredible. Uh, and then in the middle of that, it says... Patua had bitten one of the warriors hard on his hand and ran up a tree. I was like, had bitten? Yeah. Wait, when? So sometime in the past, Patua had bitten. The biting had no action. It did not cause, you know, that didn't cause the distraction they needed to escape. It just, they, they're herding them at spear point into a, into a camp at this point in time. Yes. Rebels bring them. 
and then Petua had bitten one of the warriors. It just uh, to to add, set up further action. Petua needed to be not in prison, so he's in a tree or she, whichever one. Yes, but it um, was just added on to a yelling paragraph. It made me laugh. Like, <laughs> wait, what? When did that happen? Why aren't we talking about that? Like, no, just oh, I forgot he'd bitten one and ran. Yeah, I, I forgot to mention that in the middle of the action. Uh, so they're being held, uh, you know, the rebels want to kill him. They want to treat him like common servants. Who knows? Uh, in the middle of that, they have another of patented Rebecca Thomas arguments. No, you shut up, etc. cetera. Um, Rebecca, you are a wild animal. It's probably one of your jungle relatives. Shut, shut up, up Thomas. Thomas. You're my relative, you idiot. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Shut up, Thomas. You are my relative, you whispered. Oh, Thomas whispered. Yeah. You probably didn't hear anything. You need to clean the wax out of your ears. Shut up, Thomas. You shut up, Rebecca. No, you shut up. Will both of you shut up, Billy whispered. You want the warriors to come in here with their spears? Goodness. <laughs> Whispering goodness is quite the... Uh, uh, yeah, but then they hear a strange noise. Suddenly, the chimpanzee Patua crawled from outside the tent. Uh, then Patua says, they say, good boy, get the ropes. And Patua like, undoes, their, uh, undoes their ropes like it's... Um, you know, every which way but loose orangutan or something. I would just like to point out that in this section, they do not say that they were tied up and brought into a tent <laughs> or what time it is or anything. So it says, tie them up. And then they're like tied up. And then they go, I hear something outside the tent. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's like, what tent? You're not in a tent. There was no mention of a tent. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're in a tent. Well, the rebels are living, I mean, Prince Ray Sean had been like, this is going to suck. Oh, wait, they got tents. All right, they got rope. They're living pretty well out here. And he's like, you will never get out of here alive. We're going to kill you. And I just thought, well, then just do it. They have spears. Yeah. Like, right? Right? Right. You're outside the realm of the law or anything. You can do whatever you want. You were want banished. Just yeah, kill you... them right now. Why are you tying them up and putting them in a tent? Seriously, then... this is a terrible plan. <laughs> then marry Patua. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, but yeah, so they escape and they, um, it, it says again, uh, as they flee, suddenly the warrior rebel Balthazar woke up. I don't think it said either that any of the guards had gone to sleep. Um, but that's, I guess, how this was all allowed to happen is that they all slept um, or took a nap or something. Yeah, they're, they're, she, yes, she peeks out. They're all around a fire. <laughs> um, uh, and they somehow, the, the, the uh, ape unleashes them and they go and they're like oh we should sneak out the back of the tent which is a <laughs> an innovation from the uh the monkey patua uh but here's pure ellis uh Rayshon led the warrior rebels out of the camp into the jungle to look for anthony and the others prince mayshawn and his men caught up to anthony nadur benjamin baba tunde and the other men all of the men started fighting <laughs> Elizabeth, Jabril, and the teen archaeologist heard the men fighting behind them at a distance. I like that it's like a, it's like Roadhouse. Someone breaks a, a glass and everyone just starts fighting. Like everyone drops yes. whatever they're doing and just starts slugging each other. Uh, but then let's keep going with that. So uh, they heard the men fighting behind them at a distance. Elizabeth whispered, oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Suddenly, three flying dinosaurs headed straight toward them. The gigantic flying dinosaurs swooped down from the sky and attacked the group of men. Uh, then this is where he starts, like, walking on its hind legs. Um, yes, like a man. Fanfic. 
Yes. Uh, the uh, gigantic flying monster attacked Anthony. He pecked so hard at Anthony that he fell over backwards. So a big vicious peck from a dinosaur, like a chicken taking a feed out of your hand. Yeah, but here's what I thought about it. He pecked so hard at Anthony that he fell over backwards. <laughs> oh, well, the creature fell over. Get him. Anthony landed on his back. Ah, okay. So you right. meant the other If Anthony, way yeah, he's the immovable object, uh, meets the unstoppable force. Um, but then, uh, very surprising, uh, Ray Sean gets carried off. Um, creature mm-hmm. flew off with Prince Ray Sean hanging in the air. But then the flying creature that was had landed and was now walking around on its two hind legs, which is a very funny way to describe it, it multiple times, uh, chased after Billy. Uh, the monster flew straight up in the air, then flew straight toward Billy. The creature hovered over Billy, so I guess he's like a hummingbird, and tried to lift him up with his claws. Billy fought him off. Then the flying dinosaur was able to grab a hold of Billy with his feet and lift Billy up into the air. Billy fought the creature and was able to break free. Oh, good. Well, he's safe then. The creature loosened his grip and Billy <laughs> fell to the ground. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, the Mopec warriors threw their spears at the creature, but it was no use. The dinosaur scooped Billy up into his mouth. It flew up into the sky with Billy hanging out of its mouth. All the dinosaurs flew away. All the flying dinosaurs flew away. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Billy and Sean were gone. Um, and Nadour was immediately like, they're gone. It's too late for them. Yep. No one else risked their lives. Let's get the hell out of here. And then Anthony yelled, I don't care if you are the head of the Mopec Warriors. We're not going anywhere without our son. <laughs> as far as we're concerned, he is still alive and he needs our help. Elizabeth yelled, as long as there's breath in our body. So it was like witness yelling. They were yelling yeah. over the top of one another. As long as there's breath in our body. You put that down. You put that down. You put that down. It's over. It's over. But they have to. I mean, Billy is in the dinosaur's mouth, I assume, like limp. He's been dropped already. He's been carried off by a dinosaur. I mean, he's dead. Like, you know, you have to assume this, this dinosaur is dead. I mean, this man is dead. Like, there's nothing we can do. But I guess they, you know, they're holding out on that, uh, you know, wherever you go, I will find you type of thing. Like, um, and uh, they're going to try to get him. And then, uh, so here's the other rebels. I guess, yeah, you're, you were right. No, the, the, there are other rebels, because he says, he looked over at the Mopec rebels. Your leader and my son have been carried away by those gigantic flying teach, creatures. We want our son back, and you all want your leader back. We have to stick together. If we stick together, we'll be able to bring them both back. We need each other. And I just put in a joke of being like, eh, that guy showed up yesterday, and he was kind of a dick. And then that's exactly what the guys say. <laughs> They had no intentions on having Anthony and Elizabeth find their son. The rebels weren't the type of men and women who would risk their lives for anyone. They just looked at each other with a non-caring attitude. They were rebels that had been banished from the king to the Mopec. They didn't care about anything or anybody. <laughs> so they're like nihilists. They that wanted was to my, think- I, I wanted that as a, a challenge for everyone, not just a sonic challenge, to do a, a non-caring look. or non. They looked at each other with a non-caring attitude. Okay. I mean, my model is, I don't know, like Marlon Brando and the Wild Ones or something. Huh. Like, you know, what are you rebelling against? What do you got? Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, uh, I, yeah. I don't I, care. So a non looked at each other with a non-caring attitude. I think I'm going like a sort of, uh, yeah, third wall breaking, fourth wall breaking, like <laughs> smirking, you know, sort of, I don't know, like sleepy-eyed. Like, I think that's more the rebel's... I also, I won't do it on camera, but the, um, when you do the, you know, have you ever had like a junior high kid flips you off, but he can't even manage to like, he just barely raising the, like, 
whatever, man. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. When you say, no, I'm not going to, you're outside shoulder tapping of 7 Eleven, like trying to get him to buy you beer. I'm not going to do it. Like, <laughs> did that kid just flip me off because I wouldn't buy him beer? Like, I'm going to see him on the way back out of the store. Like, oh, that is so uh, good. So they I, team up, though. Nadur, well, what about you and your men? Will you help us find our son? So this is where, like, I'm still not 100% that there are, I know they mean there are other rebels around. They just have not made that clear. Well, they said they wanted to pick a new leader who wasn't as egotistical as Rayshon was. They didn't care about Billy either. The Mopec rebels turned around and headed back to their camp. Yeah, but it could have been the guys who were kicked out of the kingdom. They didn't say how many in number. That's okay. all I'm saying. Okay. I'm just saying. They have a camp. So the banishment ceremony, I guess that was two days ago, probably. Yeah. Because they had the wedding ceremony. But he ingratiated himself rather quickly. Anyway, so that sets up the final chapter. Um, Nadur uh, yelled, Oh uh, yeah. no, we will not help you. Leave our land. My men and I are returning to the kingdom. All, you can, all of you can make it back to the pyramid of the Mopex on your own. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, were I Nadir, I'd go like, face is starting to heal there, buddy. Looks like I clipped <laughs> you a couple of times right under the eye there. Your nose is a little mashed up. Good luck getting out of here and finding the pyramid, you piece of crap who I beat up like a couple hours ago. Yeah. I mean, sure, like we're evenly matched if there's swords. I don't see any swords around here, though, do you? So I guess it's <laughs> coming down to fists, and we all know how that went last time. <laughs> uh so, yeah, he says, like, I'm not helping you. My warriors are not helping you. Take a hike. Like, cut your losses. Billy's gone. you got two other lame kids. You know, Baba Tunde, I mean, all your kids are still alive. I would be heading back if I were you. But Chapter 15 starts with just at that moment, King Treshand and 50 Mopec warriors rode up on horses. Um, and, like, he essentially is like, oh, oh like, uh, Nadur is not going to help you? And then he like, he winks at uh, Anthony and Elizabeth, and they're like, can you not wink? Like, our son is like, his screams are still echoing in our ears. Like, I don't, I just need help. I don't need any, you know, coyness here. I, I uh, and he's winking at him like, we'll help you get your kid back. I did see his pancreas slide out and fall to the ground while he was being carried away. But yeah. we got Ooh. you covered there, big yeah. shooter. Don't and worry about it. You know, the reason we never go after there is because the dinosaurs... You know, it is mating season. And so before they <laughs> before they eat your boy, uh, yeah, that's going to happen too. Um, but here, two two dumb sentences back to back here. Yes. Where are we going? Where is our son? King Trishan said with a worried expression on his face, he is on an island across the waters of the Mopec that is full of dinosaurs. <laughs> Anthony asked with great concern, an island full of dinosaurs? King Trishan said, yes. <laughs> What, did I stutter? Of, I, I mean, instead what, of going like, what did I just say? <laughs> did you just see? You saw the dinosaurs yeah. land, yeah, but, walk but, but on full the... of them. They're, they're, it's full of those type of things. Yes. What do you think? There's two like dinosaurs live like giant pandas in the zoo. No, it is full of those dinosaurs. Okay, let's work this out. We saw three. So if we go to that island, will there be? Four? Well, you're going to quibble semantics about how full an island could be of dinosaurs? Well, let's like, keep it going. Five? Probably more than that, Do you yes. think there'll be six? I, it's, it's swarming with them, so yeah. All like, right, let's keep this going. Seven? Sir, your son is like, they're, they're mating with them Holy right now. Holy shit, do you think there'll be eight? I would be shocked if there was under 50 of them. My 
<laughs> so full. <laughs> so you were right. It's full of dinosaurs. I, yes, yes. Wow. For not okay. On my uncertainty, but I am wow. pretty certain that it's. When I asked you again, you said yes. You really meant okay. Full of dinosaurs. <laughs> um, but he says uh, we must wait until daylight to try to cross the waters of the Mopec, which I guess is what they call their ocean. Uh, but there is no light there. We will not be able to see anything. <laughs> so. There is no light there all the time or just now when it's not daylight. I, right. I, I'm sort of just parsing that out. But, you know, in theory, there's no light anywhere. We're underground. But um, I uh, guess there's never light there, huh? Yeah. I, I, it's, it's like, you know, Mufasa is like, you know, the, that one place the light does not touch. Like that is the that is the dinosaur island. It's full of the dinosaurs. You must never go there, Simba. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but they actually, yeah, they, it is the ocean shore. Elizabeth and Anthony were both terrified for their son, but they were willing to travel the entire world to rescue their son. The group traveled through the jungle to the ocean shore. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. And the next morning, the group had to walk into the water and then swim to the three ships? <laughs> what? They've, they've, uh, they've got shipbuilders. Uh, On three ships, ocean? by the way. <laughs> Does the ocean have light? Uh, or sun? No, just the island. The island is the only thing that does not have light. Yeah, it's like you know, it's got it traps the clouds. I guess you know it like. It, oh, it's yeah, okay. Yeah, when I said there's no light, I meant it's kind of cloudy. You know, bring a jacket. Like, oh, okay. I, sorry if I meant you think it was going to be like this terrifying dark hellscape. Like, oh, you know, just, a marine layer. You get the, the marine, marine layer, layer is always yeah, there, and it doesn't yeah, burn sure. off because the sun does not. It, well, yeah, you know, it's complicated down here. Yeah, but yeah. They, I like that they've been building boats. To, to to be like we must never go there, but let's build some boats just in case. <laughs> so they went explore. to the three ships, <laughs> never mentioned before. Okay, as they're walking out to the ships, you know, to rescue his son, Anthony carried his daughter's pet chimpanzee on his back to the ship. The chimpanzee Patua held on to Anthony's neck as tightly as it could. The chimpanzee was terrified, and yeah, Anthony has to really be wondering how it got to this point. <laughs> That's like you try to rescue a drowning chimp, and he's like, he's terrified. <laughs> yeah. And you're just Clawing. swimming. Like, <laughs> your face is just shredded. <laughs> can Patua please stay back on the shore? Like, can one of you warriors stay with him? And maybe I'll have an accident. I don't know. But, like, uh, I don't want to bring this thing home with me. What's her name is yelling from the ocean shore. Like, you enjoy that gift now. You're having fun with it. I can see. Like, no, please take him back. <laughs> He's killing me. Uh, here's a patented Ellicism. The Mopec warriors divided themselves in, up into about 19 men in each ship. <laughs> so that was good. That's real uh, military precision there. And then, uh, right, this, this is another uh, very funny uh, section. King Trishan told one of his warriors to escort Elizabeth and the girls to the galley so they could prepare food for everyone on the ship. So some uh, some brutal yeah. sexism thrown into the uh, climactic battle well, here. Well, that comes up a little bit later <laughs> as well. And uh, so they're on the ocean. That's been established. The waves got higher and higher. If any one of the audience is a you know oceanologist or a physicist, would there be waves in an underwater ocean? Aren't they caused by the tides? Like I, I mean, by the moon, which reflects. Who knows? Right. Anyway. But then suddenly a gigantic ocean creature jumped up from underneath the water. The ocean creature was huge. It was 20 feet wide when its arms were stretched out. That's the only description we get of it for a while. I, that... I, I had like, so, okay, the ocean creature was huge. Okay. Like, oh, my God. Like, like gorilla a, huge? A, a like, leviathan? 
It was 20 feet wide. Oh, well, that's yeah. not. That yeah. I mean, there are octopi that can. It's not, <laughs> My arms, that's not yeah. a big deal. That's, what is uh, okay. Victor Wembayana's arm span? It's probably 10 or 11 feet at this point. I mean, so yeah, middling, middling. 20. Uh, Especially right. in a land where everything is gigantic. Yeah, okay. But then it says, uh, you get this, the gigantic creature wrapped its eight long arms around the entire ship and rocked it back and forth violently. So it, it's an octopus. They didn't lead with that for whatever reason. <laughs> yes. Gigantic ocean creature. <laughs> and it pulls one of the ships uh, under with it. Some people jump off, but most of them die. But not the one that any of our main characters are on. Just, just the 19 or so Mopec warriors. Yes. And then at that point, uh, the gigantic creature decided to leave their ship and Benjamin's ship alone. <laughs> the gigantic ocean predator instead went after the third ship that had the 19. Look, it's an omniscient third-person narrator. I got to believe you if you said the creature decided to. <laughs> it's just we rarely zoom into the minds of the creatures. But yeah. I guess if it was like, ah, I don't know. I only got 20 feet of arm span here. You know what? Uh, I'm going to decide to go over to this one. Yeah, I did some mental calculations, you know, risk that reward. Yeah, the beam on that one looks a little small. Yeah, I'll do that one. Got I, I have, I have, the, <laughs> I have decided. <laughs> it, so it's sort of like a like a psychopath, almost like a killer who's like, you know, I'll, you go, you go, tell people about me. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then, uh, do you have? I'm assuming you have Nadur yelling. Yes. Okay. Um, well, so the, Elizabeth has been sent to the galley to, you know, prepare food for everybody. Yes. Uh, which, you know, as a Mopec, you'd have to be like, uh, your your British food is is terrible to us. It is unseasoned and, and bland, and we do not trust you um, with our why, why do you boil your vegetables so long? <laughs> why? Yes. Why? Uh, but he yelled. Uh, she's like, I'm going to be up here. I, I, it's my son, too. I want to find him. Nadir yelled, she should stay on board the ship. She is a mere woman. She will just get in our way and slow us down. He was being a male chauvinist. <laughs> <laughs> Little turn to the camera uh, from Denise there, I think. Like maybe uh, personal experience dealing with some people like that. Not racist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I guess that's the, the, they they have gotten to the ship and this is their going aboard scene, which. Um, you know, here we go. <laughs> Time to shine, people. Uh, they, uh, they're on the island. Uh, Elizabeth oh, yes. points to the bushes that led to the jungle area. You can do the honors. Uh, I just wrote this down. Uh, Connor, you finally <laughs> got what you came for. Belly up to this feast. Are you ready? Yeah. Once on the island, and there's no punctuation, but I'll read it anyway. Once on the island, Elizabeth screamed. Anthony ran over to her and asked, What? <laughs> well, the island's swarming with dinosaurs, so... Um... Elizabeth pointed into the bushes that led into the jungle area of the Dark Island. Here we go. Take a, take a big sip of water. Yeah, right. Five gigantic Komodo-looking dragons came out of the bushes and advanced toward them. <laughs> the dragons were... 15 feet long and weighed over 700 pounds. They were dark green in color and had scales all over their bodies like fish. They had white horns coming out of the back of their necks, their backs, 
and from the top of their heads. <laughs> they the had long there. tails that they could swing and knock a man off of his feet. They had long tongues that slithered in and out of their mouths. So uh, your wish has been granted. It's incredible. The only, um, the only uh, instance of the phrase Komodo-looking dragons is in uh, this book when you search for it. Although there is another book that appears to be, yep, this must be uh, by someone else, a book called Coolian Cooley, Apprentice by Rudy Breedy. He didn't have to. Coolian knew the look, which thankfully Shroudman didn't. He was too busy fending off ticket-clamoring ghosts desperate to get their hands on freaked-up prizes to notice. It was like some sort of X-rated tombola with vendors taking home anything from Komodo-looking dragons to gigantic venomous snakes. We'll have to look into that later, but it's a 2017 book. Wow, that sounds crazy. But, uh, yeah, so I guess they're not Komodo dragons. Um, it's not a uh, gigantic gorilla-looking ape type of thing. But uh, so he, a- Anthony yelled with concern for his wife. He's not being a male chauvinist. Elizabeth, get behind us. She backed up behind the men for her protection. So, yeah, maybe settle down, Elizabeth. Um, one of the dragons grabbed one of the Mopec warriors and carried him away. <laughs> The man screamed as he was being carried away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> these Mopec warriors are just cannon fodder. Uh, another Komodo-looking dragon swung their powerful tail and knocked four of the Mopec warriors into the jungle. So they deliver on what they promised. They had long tails. They could swing and knock a man off his feet, and they put him to use. Mm-hmm. All four of the men landed right into some trees and fell to the ground. <laughs> So we have Komodo dragons knocking guys into trees. It's one of my just, I mean, it's like it was written for me. The other two Komodo looking dragons got tired of being poked with spears. So they wandered back into the jungle. There were no more creatures or dinosaurs on the beach area. So the remaining group of rescuers decided to walk into the jungle in search of the missing teen. I, uh, there's a couple things that I love about that. Okay. But once again, the, uh, the Komodo, they got tired of being poked with spears. <laughs> Ah, oh man you know those things are my horns are kind of sensitive the ones that come out of my neck back yeah. and tail <laughs> and it's just getting annoying i am tired of this i'm, I'm gonna go back into the, yeah. I, deciding to move the move the barbecue inside when the mosquitoes come out like anyone else getting fed up with this yeah let's go yeah, inside we got the just, ac in there you know the sun as it gets lower it's just hot let's <laughs> let's let's go yeah <laughs> Someone else did point out that there was uh, five gigantic Komodo-looking dragons. Uh, one grabbed a guy and carried him away. Another one swung uh, their tail and knocked men into some trees. The other two Komodo-looking dragons got tired of being poked. The fifth one, I guess, went unaccounted for. <laughs> uh, but uh, a lesson to all the aspiring writers out there. This is how you end a chapter, okay? Mm-hmm. Right in the center of the opening was a huge dinosaur that looked something like a gigantic rhinoceros. Anthony, look at that thing. Don't punctuate. Elizabeth whispered in total astonishment. Don't worry, honey. That thing only eats plants. It's herbivorous. I think. Chapter end. (laughs) That's how you end a chapter. Yeah, that's the patented, uh, it's five o'clock somewhere, Larry typing with one hand as he uh, uh, <laughs> out the door, lulled by the music of uh, steel drum covers of like uh, <laughs> Bob Marley or something. Perfect, perfect. And not to get ahead of it, the um, 
herbivorous rhinoceros looking dinosaur is never mentioned again and it does not start the next chapter or anything like that herbivorous herbivorous or who knows yeah i don't not, know okay we'll get sorry. we'll get notes right. also the, right before that there was a uh, larger than average wild boar a lot larger than that. <laughs> that was in real or fantasy. Yeah, it believe. weighed over 1,200 pounds, but they fought it off. <laughs> yes. And so I thought that was the last chapter. This is the last chapter, chapter 16. So, you know, just uh, if you're sitting around, um, I don't know, pour yourself a, a little nice, open the good stuff, pour, pour a glass. Um, don't do it if you're driving to somewhere or something like that. Yeah. But just, yeah, it, 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 let Not the tea. kid take the wheel, you know, let, let little Billy take the wheel, Heather. Uh, but, uh, Enjoy this last moment. Savor it, if you will. Uh, because this is like probably the last we're going to read of Larry and Denise. Yeah, probably will. Uh, Anthony whispered to the other men, we need to proceed in the same direction that those flying creatures are headed. They may be flying right to where Billy is. Um, it's the first mention of the flying creatures. <laughs> Three flying creatures that the group was following, first mention, landed on the mountaintop on the island. So they're very clearly thinking of a child's drawing of a mountaintop that has like a point you can land on. I think that's seen later as well. Um, and then one of the flying dinosaurs stayed behind as though it was guarding the caves. By the way, there are also caves um, on top of the mountain. So, so one of the creatures is guarding them and the other ones are you know, flew, flying into the jungle or something. The flying dinosaur flew into the air, <laughs> flying dinosaur, and circled the mountain to see what was going on. So once again, we're in the minds of the... What is going on down there? This is crazy. This is ridiculous. There's people everywhere. Anthony yelled, Move it, Billy! That flying monster is coming straight toward us! Prince Rayshon grabbed Anthony <laughs> and punched him in the face. His already he, brutalized face? What did they call it? His battered face? Battered face. Oh, man. He then grabbed Anthony and held him as a shield. What are you using a shield for here? Dinosaur pecking? He grabbed Anthony. He punched him in the face. He <laughs> yeah. then grabbed Anthony and used him as a shield. <laughs> I'd like to, uh, just to call attention to how, he, how Anthony got him, because it's very close to the flying dinosaurs. Anthony climbed up to the first cave. Anthony snuck into the cave and looked around. There was no one in there. So a cave is like a studio apartment. You can be like, yep, no one in there. Not like the ones you talked about earlier that have species no one's ever seen mm -hmm. before in them. He whispered to the others to continue climbing. They went into the second cave, and there they were. Billy and the Rishon were in the cave hiding deep inside. Why did you make us go into the first cave? Why did you waste two sentences to climb into the first cave and have no one be there? Yeah. You, de you deserve to be punched in the face in another paragraph. You, you believe to be, uh, deserve to be grabbed and punched in the face. <laughs> Uh, and King Treshand is not happy about this. He says he couldn't believe his son was being such a coward. It was not the Mopec way. I mean, you know, you couldn't believe this? You you exiled him 48 hours ago for attempting to murder you. Yes. So, like, you know, your expectation should be pretty low for this boy of yours. But, um, I mean, this is exciting stuff. Like, okay, so he's got him. Human shield, all of that. Uh, you know, couldn't believe he was being such a coward. Not the Mopec way. Rashawn and Anthony began to fight with each other. <laughs> Okay, now we don't know. We we do know that, you know, obviously Anthony is really, I mean, probably his shoulder is out of joint, you know, mm -hmm. after their yep, fight. It could be. A However, imagine how much uh, Rashawn would have gotten his ass kicked. Because right? Anthony was able to knock Rashawn off the mountain 
as he fell toward the ground, the flying dinosaur flew over to him and caught him in his mouth. He flew off into the jungle with Prince Rishon hanging out of his mouth. They never saw Prince Rishon again. So that little bit of tension, it's done. Rishon, yeah, using him as a ne- shield, you mean? Yes, yeah. never seen again. It's just over. And Yeah, and that is, again, an example of what they think a mountain is like, of being like, to be able to knock someone off a mountain is a very funny, uh, they, they, they really were on some sort of peak or like a bridge that goes off over to yeah. the ledge of the mountain. Can you imagine how much contempt, uh, what is it, Nadur had for Ray Sean? Oh my God, he didn't even make I, it out of the first round. I beat the living tar <laughs> out of that dude and, and he immediately knocks you off the mountain? <laughs> yeah, you, you got suck. one punch in? Yeah, how You're a Mopec warrior. Punch been? This is not the Mopec way. The rebels were right to uh, not go after you and be dismissive of your leading ability. Yes. Uh, and so this was also in fanfic, but it's a um, oh man, this the is context so good. of it is is and some of it was left out. Thank you to whoever left out this part of it. But uh, King Trishand was uh, deeply hurt. He put his head down in despair. Elizabeth whispered, "I'm sorry, King." King Trishand said with a sad expression on his face, "Thank you." It was obvious he was heartbroken over the loss of his son. The group came back to the clearing in the middle of the jungle. There were about 18 gigantic ostriches standing around in the clearing. They were twice the size of a regular ostrich and had five times the strength. Anthony whispered, we are going to ride to the beach area on those things. Come on. (laughs) So they all climb onto the 18 ostriches, which have five times the strength of normal ostriches. The gigantic animals traveled through the jungle. At over 40 miles an hour. <laughs> so so the king is like draped across a giant ostrich like, Oh, it's like 40 miles an hour. Going oh, insanely quiet. fast. Yeah. <laughs> Branches are whipping at you. <laughs> One of them is branded to a tree and, you know, all you know, the limbs went on the other side like a cartoon. Oh, my um, God. But, yeah, so the group climbed off of their ostriches and let them run back into the jungle. The ostriches were happy to have the humans off their backs. They turned around and ran right back into the jungle. So uh, the ostriches burned bright, man. They, they, I was so happy we got them, but they, they didn't overstay their welcome. Did, were, were they happy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they all seemed to be able to ride them without a saddle or anything. Um, I don't really know why their five times the strength ever came into anything. I guess maybe it's it's like you know dolphins. Uh, they always say you know they're going along with a ship or whatever. Like look yeah. at them, they're just they're playing. They're so happy. Like well, how, do you know really? <laughs> we don't really know what that behavior is. They're uh, happy, uh, right? Yeah, they're they're waiting for one of the kids to fall off the back of the boat so they can devour him. <laughs> um, in the middle of all this, they're 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 um, uh, swimming for the boat. Uh, Elizabeth didn't want to lose her son to one of the flying creatures again. Elizabeth and Billy did as they were told. A gigantic flying creature flew down and grabbed one of the Mopec warriors and on. They were never heard from again. That's just a little aside they toss in that, that has no bearing on anything. The flying creatures do not impact the rest of their journey. Uh, and then the Mopec warriors from both ships pulled up the anchors that were keeping the ship steady. They pulled up the sails and took off back to the land of Mopec. The adventure was over. <laughs> they finally made it back to safety on the shore and climbed out of the ships. Oh, great. Okay. Phew. 
On their way back to the pyramids, everyone oh heard God. the giant... Gar- okay, so the adventure's not over. All right, oh why God. did you say the adventure was over? Damn that's it. A, yeah, that's like uh, in a in a Joss Whedon thing, like, what else could... Don't say it, don't say it! Possibly <laughs> go wrong! <laughs> the thunder yes. opens up. God, he said it! Uh, so they, um, they hear the gorilla again? A creature, a look of fear came on everyone's face. Oh, no. It's, <laughs> I marked that. I, read it again. <laughs> a look of fear came on everyone's face. Got it. Just to make sure. Um, so Even that, the warriors were terrified. The group heard noises in the jungle as though something was surrounding them. <laughs> so a singular thing was surrounding yeah. them. So that has to be pretty long. The blob, maybe. Maybe that giant snake. Well, I don't want to get ahead of myself. You're sure. Uh, he said, Nadura said with fear in his eyes, uh, no, not the giant gorilla. It's a man eating creature. Is the, the, uh, does the gorilla not eat people? What is, what is the gorilla's goal? Just to, to harm people? Like you're parsing this weirdly, but then it says when Nadura said man eating dinosaur, Anthony knew immediately that the dinosaur wasn't just circling them. It was hunting them like prey. He didn't say man eating dinosaur. He said man eating Exactly. Creature. He didn't say anything about a dinosaur. But speaking of humor... It was oh, hunting them here like we go. prey. The dinosaur wanted to hunt them, destroy them, and then eat them. And not necessarily in that order. <laughs> S- settle the hell down, Larry. That is inappropriate at this juncture. So do you think she gave him like one sentence and was like, you know, and he, he had just seen like, I came here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum or yeah. something. Like, oh, man, I could write action hero quips. That's easy. <laughs> Especially because he throws in the and then eat them, but not necessarily in that order. Like, yes. You just specified an order, and these things can only happen in one order. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense <laughs> in any other order. I mean, if he eats something, he could then go, like, destroy the dinosaur toilet. Like, that could be something that happens. <laughs> like, oh, man, Nadura did not sit right. Um, I don't know. Someone, one person wrote in and said it reminded him of uh, Andy Weir humor, and I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah, that's true. Um, I also wonder: is it just like, you know, like mangled football coach humor too? Like, you boys are gonna—I'm gonna kick your ass, and then I'm gonna rub your face in the dirt, and then I'm gonna—and by the end of this, you'll be begging for mercy. And not necessarily in that order. Like, Coach, I don't know what that, like, yeah. what does happen? Oh, you think my speech is funny, huh? You're snickering? Well, because Joe Hansen just snickered here, everyone's going to run 50 laps. So you can oh, thank him for that when you pass him. Thanks, 62-year-old. God. <laughs> oh. Um, so the creature was huge, a gigantic carnivorous dinosaur, nicely specified. Um, uh, it was the most terrifying moment of their lives. Um the chimpanzee Patua, who was holding onto Rebecca's neck at the time, screamed out in fear, which, you know, the, aunt, what is his name? Uh, Richard? Not Richard. The other guy. Anthony? Dad, Anthony is probably, uh, you know, at this point being like, we might not survive here. But if the monkey screams in fear, he is not getting on the plane with us for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> that is a horrible noise. Uh, uh, and then... Uh... Oh, I have a uh, sonic challenge for you. Oh, okay. no, wait, wait. I, that's That comes up later. Hang on. Uh, this this happens right now. I forgot about this. Uh, the dinosaur reached over and was going to grab Rebecca in its mighty jaws when suddenly a second dinosaur jumped out of the jungle and landed right on top of the first man-eating dinosaur. 
Is there any movie that you can think of that might have inspired this? Giant gorillas, walls, dinosaurs, fights between them, guys with spears. Anything come to mind? No? Is this fresh out of the mind of Larry and Denise? I think so. I think he just, you know, he's the king of this, is what I'm saying. King King Kong's got nothing on him, as Denzel Washington said. Uh, (laughs) That was amazing. Just absolutely recreating that moment. And, you know, for something that was like, uh, he probably saw like the Peter Jackson version and drifted in and out of it and then, you know, woke up and thought he had an original idea. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I see from our Netflix queue, you did watch, uh, you watch it until like 4.30 a.m. Oh, man, you could see the stuff I've watched on there. uh, Oh, where do you look? Where where do you look at that? (laughs) Yeah, right. Is there is there a way to erase that? Or and then after that, you 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 took a break for King Tong to watch Kathy Ireland's workout video. Larry, I didn't. I don't. I don't remember any of that. You must have watched that one. You're the one that does aerobics. I did aerobics 25 years ago, Larry. Scooping the Corona bottles up (laughs) and they're clinking together. No, it's you're the one who's doing it. Mulholland Drive, just one particular scene on repeat. Larry! Larry! (laughs) How could you see that? I didn't know that existed. Uh, But yeah, they they didn't want to share. The ground shook from the mighty power. Uh, What happens? They just like, uh, they they get away. Like, how how do the dinosaurs, um, what what do they do? He just says, Uh, he's like, you guys get out of here. We'll distract them. Yes. Anthony Good. turned to the others. Yes, he, he gets okay. them out of the, there. The dinosaurs are, are attacking each other. And he says, don't look back, keep moving. So that's the, the dinosaurs are distracted, and then they're able to escape. Uh, oh, here's the one that I, I'm sorry. I wanted this to uh, be done by uh, uh, also another second person. But I want, wanted this to be done by a world-class actor. <laughs> uh, listen, my friend, Anthony said. You could tell that he was annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> So then you have to go back. Oh, shoot. Hey, listen, my friend. My family and I have no more desire to return to your land. So I just, I would love to hear just like some great actor do that one. Liam Neeson delivers a monologue. And then he Uh, does it and you'd go go like, Liam, that was fantastic as always. You're the greatest. Um, Just have a note here. You could tell that he was annoyed. (laughs) Oh, you you never said annoyed. Could you not tell I was annoyed? <laughs> I was pretty annoyed. I'm annoyed now, that's for sure. So, so put some more. Maybe you can just put a little more. Anno- I don't want to tell you. It's it's all on you. If you if you want to, that's what it says here. You so can you, tell. You want, you want me to be annoyed? No, no, no. We want to be able to tell that you're annoyed. It's different. <laughs> yes, it's a totally different. You could tell. Yeah, I don't know. Who, like me? No. I, I, who knows? The you, you could is. Tell. No, I can tell that he's a no. No, no. You know what? Anthony Hopkins would have taken this note. Oh, so here we go. No, you, no, you know what? You're the actor. You decide who you is and who's annoyed and who can tell that you're annoyed or who is the person that's annoyed and you Don't give are. me this you're the actor thing. You're the director. You just threw a bunch of words at me. I don't know how to. Anyway, you'll figure it out. You'll said. figure it out. I would just mess it up. You, you go ahead and do it. Yeah. And how do I pronounce uh, Patua, by the way? <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> um, they make it out. They climb up some vines and they say, like, we can never allow anyone to come back here again. So we have to bury the map. We they throw it back down into the pit and close the sarcophagus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, suddenly the ground inside the pyramid began to shake. Dirt and small pieces of rock fell off the walls. The sarcophagus closed up. And then um, 
they run out with the chimp and everything. The group finally made it out of the pyramid. Suddenly, the entire pyramid collapsed on itself. Everyone ran as far away from the pyramid as they could. The pyramid destroyed itself. So, local tourist economy ruined. Uh, economy ruined? It said, didn't it say that, yeah, uh, thousands of tourists visited every year? Yes. Yeah, thousands of so tourists and curious dead. archaeologists that traveled before. So, there's a, uh, you know. The death tra- toll is off the charts. Yeah, a whole busload of, uh, you know, Chinese tourists is never making it home, like the, a Boy Scout troop maybe. <laughs> we, uh, we've done our, our biggest death toll, right? Wasn't it in, uh, was it Edison's Conquest? Oh, yeah. 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 But some pretty big ones, uh, obviously, uh, Super Constitution and stuff. But this is, uh, <laughs> yeah, know, this is pretty tragic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the Martians, a lot of the Martians had an intact Earth, but, you know, it was a war and all that. This is just uh, hitting self-destruct on uh, the Louvre or something and being like, well, yep. can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. Gotta there get no the, omelet. They were just... Got to get the teens out of there. <laughs> oh, and then what else? Well, they get back. Yeah, we'll wrap up here. But the, the death of... Should we just go to y- Benjamin? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So they go back. They have to do the reverse yet again. They do, you know, so... <laughs> Uh, so they're worried about the the big snake and the waterfall, and Benjamin goes, "Don't worry about it ever. Uh, I got it." So Benjamin looked at his remaining men and said sarcastically, "Let's go. We got a big snake to chase." Benjamin's men started laughing. <laughs> uh, we did so just guess, cheat death, and I guess I should have done that funnier. Let's yeah. go. We got a big snake to chase. Oh, I love it when he does that voice. <laughs> yeah, Benjamin. Benjamin and his men began to climb up the rocks behind the waterfall. Benjamin went first. His men followed behind him. Yeah, if he went first, they followed. <laughs> Benjamin took his time so he wouldn't fall off the rocks and land in the Nile, Re- Nile River beneath him. I mean, that's just smart. Sure. Benjamin made it up to the top and yelled down for his men to hurry up. He yelled down, come on, guys, there's nothing up here. The snake is gone. It's safe. Just as Benjamin said, it is safe, which he did not say. Sorry, <laughs> sure. editorializing. It. Yep. The gigantic snake jumped through the air from over the waterfall and wrapped his entire body around Benjamin. <laughs> the snake, you see, had set a trap with the humans as the prey and it as the hunter. Benjamin was the snake's victim. When Benjamin's men saw him being squeezed by the gigantic creature, they hurried back down the rocks to get as far away from the creature as they could. (laughs) Incredible sequence. Incredible. Benjamin, the guy who they just kind of drove over (laughs) to his place, like, hey, do you want to go retrieve some teens? He's like, Whatever, sarcastic. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's wrapped up. His gets, end is like so good. The most, yeah, comedic <laughs> timing of the whole book. I imagine this the snake, you know, had coiled its body into a spring so it could jump. Because otherwise, I don't know how a snake can jump. <laughs> but as he's going down, being squeezed by the creature, I'm assuming he was doing like a, can you believe this snake? Kind of sarcasm, <laughs> and his men were like, "There's Benjamin. That's the guy's the best." Guess it wasn't too safe. <laughs> Splash. Um, but that, and then the way, so that is extremely funny. Um, I think we can all agree. But then the way they describe it is also extremely funny. Rebecca ran over to her father and cried, Dad. 
Anthony yelled, cover your eyes, baby, which is a weird little, uh, uh, I guess he can't call her man, but uh, he shielded Rebecca's eyes so she couldn't see what was happening. I think she's already seen, you know, if he's, if he's falling off the waterfall with a snake wrapped around him. Uh, Elizabeth ran over to Baba Tunde to comfort him. Baba Tunde was witnessing the end of a very close friend. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so that's an interesting way to put it. Elizabeth understood Baba Tunde and whispered, I'm so sorry, Baba Tunde. I'm so sorry. The gigantic snake fell off the cliff all the way down into the Nile River. It took Benjamin with it. The teens and their remaining rescuers started climbing up the rocks again to safety. They lost their friend Benjamin forever. The group finally made it out of the jungle. They were all happy to be home. <laughs> we'll be processing these traumas for decades. Hooray. <laughs> that, but yeah, that's the most time that's ever been spent on a character's death, I feel like, in one of these books. Benjamin. Speaking of burning bright, man. Oh. <laughs> um, and then, so once they get back there, they're sort of saying goodbye to Samira, Jabril, and Babatunde. And uh, they're like, you know, are you ever going to visit us in England? And Sam- uh, Samira's like, I don't think so. I still have to face my mother. I think she's going to ground me for the rest of my life. And I just imagine, you know, the, the sounds of, of, of Benjamin's widow is like, she's making noises you didn't know a, a human could make as she wails and rends her garments. Like, uh, she's doing the tossing the dirt over her head. Like, <laughs> guess I should kiss prom goodbye. Uh, oh, this one, she's, she's tough on me. She's going to ground me for life. Benjamin's wife is just stabbing at herself with the, the knife is too blunt. You can't do it. You can't kill yourself with that Benjamin's widow. Uh, and also they just keep referring it to Africa again, by the way. <laughs> Please come back to Africa again. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, we'll just tell the flight, uh, flight uh, what is it called? The travel agent, that's where we want to go. And yeah, we just send us back we'd, like here. To, we'd like to go to Africa. Oh, yeah, you'll end up here. That's fine. Uh, so then I just have it, like, I cannot believe that it ends with this, but I, it's my favorite thing ever. The right. ending does not disappoint. It does not. It's fantastic. So why don't you read it? Well, so they're in the hotel, and they've all opened up their backpacks, which are stuffed with millions of dollars worth of diamonds, rubies, and jade. And uh, the, the dad is like, well, you weren't supposed to take anything. Your mother and I have never stolen anything from our adventures. We've always turned them over to the proper authorities, which I just imagine was like, you know, the British Museum. That's where, <laughs> that's the true owner of all this stuff. Um, but then they are like, the parents' backpacks are also stuffed with the jewels. So they were carrying weighty gems this whole journey as well um across for a the long jungle. ways yeah. and didn't notice it and didn't think anything of it they didn't go to get you know the remaining beef jerky and being like oh my god like our, i thought our pack was full of food but like you know it's it wasn't it was full of these gems they're worthless we're gonna die and they went to you know like smash the snake with their backpacks and all of a sudden like rubies are flying out all over <laughs> What, where did these come from? <laughs> Can Benjamin's widow have any of those? No, it's not. We won't be telling her about these kids. Um, it's not. Uh, this is your college fund here. Come on. But then uh, they, they. So here, here's how it ends. The Turner family finally. Do we know their name was Turner? That's an interesting one. How many times did Turner come up here? I don't think. It Five times um, in the whole book. Uh, boarded, boarded, finally boarded their private plane and headed home. They were finally on their way back to England. Back at the mansion, the chimpanzee Patua sat on the floor. I guess he made it through customs. He opened up Rebecca's backpack. Patua pulled out some of the diamond jewels and started playing with them. Patua put some of the jewels in his mouth and some on the top of his head. 
There was millions of dollars worth of jewels in the backpacks, and the chimpanzee Fatua was playing with them like they were toys. <laughs> Read the last line of the book, please. Elizabeth, Anthony, and the teen archaeologists all laughed at the chimpanzee Patua. <laughs> He smiles. He's got the gems on all his teeth like a a rapper's grill. I say, this is cracking good stuff. (laughs) Absolutely smashing humor from you. I'm glad we brought this chimpanzee back with us. 28 days later, the uh, Mopec flu has wiped out all of Britain, and we trace it back (laughs) to a chimpanzee that was smuggled through customs. Uh, wow let's do the Andy Rooney game how did that work with the first and final sentence of the book oh wow okay <laughs> <laughs> All right. that's a good point let's see I don't remember what the first sentence was I don't re- who, who would remember it I'll have the last sentence if okay. you read the first Rebecca was watching television in the living room while dressed in her ballet clothes and dancing around in the middle of the room Elizabeth <laughs> Anthony and the Teen archaeologists all laughed at the chimpanzee Patua. <laughs> so not bad. It rolls off his tongue. Yeah, I forgot that she was a ballerina and Billy was a drummer. And uh, yeah. shut up, Billy! <laughs> you shut up. Mrs. Pendleton was not here. Mrs. Oh, Pendleton Mrs. should have fainted when they brought in the chimpanzee Patua. No. Wow! Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. Doesn't disappoint. Just glorious. Glorious, I'd say. Glorious. Absolutely incredible. What a ride. I'm so grateful for the people that made it happen and the guy who bought it on eBay and digitized it. It's just a, what a ride. Probably our longest episode so far, but we, we should have longest ever. sentences. Yeah, right? We got to. This will be a, a, a quick hit list because sure. a lot of people sent them in. Let's do the dumb sentences. A sentence begins with a capital letter. A capital letter is a letter that's big. A capital letter is not a small letter. A capital letter is big, big, big. Craig submitted, all the men knew that the dinosaur wasn't the kind of dinosaur to just give up and run away. All the men knew that. Uh, Dan submitted, Rebecca's brother Billy said, the jungle is their kingdom now. <laughs> Uh, reminding of your relationship three quarters of the way through the book. Mike submitted, they played drums, bongos, guitars, flutes, and other musical instruments. <laughs> John, Elio, and Harris all submit. Oh, sorry. John, Elliot, and Harris all submitted, I miss you cheating on me when we... Sorry. Uh, Freudian. I miss you cheating me when we play knockers in the garden with the balls. That would look good on like a cross stitch, I feel like. Uh, yes. Scott submitted, the creature took back his took the back of his left hand and knocked Sebastian's men, Waldo, Aaron, Madison, Magnus, Dallas, Vodimus, Jason, Ignacio, and Baldwin into some trees. Uh, Heather's son, Danny, I think he's like nine. Uh, it doesn't really matter who I am, but my name is Sebastian. <laughs> I, the fact that the, Heather is, has made her sons read this book is incredible. Heather's son, Billy, submitted, they just looked at each other with a non-caring attitude. <laughs> uh, and then, oh, I thought I had Heather's. Uh, oh, I think she must have submitted one. Oh, yeah. Nathan, Heather, Piper, and Jen submitted. The dinosaur wanted to hunt them, destroy them, and then eat them, and not necessarily in that order. Uh, Josh submitted, she is not a warrior king. Because without a comma after warrior, it, uh, it makes you laugh. Uh, Cynthia submitted, they celebrated the prince's engagement and the defeat of the gorilla beast. 
<laughs> Christine submitted, they took the warrior's spears from them and held them hostage. She's asked, why are they holding the spears hostage? Uh, Harrison submitted, suddenly a gigantic gorilla, who was about 21 feet tall and weighed over 800 pounds, ran right up behind Sebastian and his group of thieves. And he said that, uh, according to the site, A to Z animals, which sounds quite like a uh, fax king for the animal kingdom, the average silverback gorilla male stands six feet tall and weighs 350 to 500 pounds. Um, and the largest one was weighed at 860 pounds. So they have a 21-foot gorilla that weighs 800 pounds. And he says it's the gorilla version of Slender Man. Yeah, he's very trim. <laughs> uh, Robert submitted, Tex, Alexis, Latifa, Catalina, and Benita ran up to the children and gave them big hugs. Um, I just want to see if there's anything named Benita out there. Oh, yeah, Benita Younger. That's a tribute to someone. What? That's a character in A Raisin in the Sun. Oh, okay. We are just right. ignorant. Oh, there yeah, we go. sorry. I've seen Raisin in the Sun. It's good. I'll be hiding beneath of my desk uh, to make up for that embarrassment. Yeah, uh, exactly. Keith and Sarah submitted, he was disappointed in the prince that he decided to let go of him emotionally and just moved on with his life. That was Victor, remember? <laughs> yeah. Ja Jackson submitted, he was being a male chauvinist. Turn to camera. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Arthur submitted, the prince has the option of banishing me from the kingdom if I oppose him without proof. Um, and he just commented, it's by itself unobjectionable but utterly absurd in the story where a signed letter outlining the conspiracy has literally fallen into the prince's lap. Amy and Justin submitted, everyone was escorted to the resting chambers to rest. Janelle submitted, Janelle submitted, uh, Thank you for your hospitality, but we have to go now. And she said that was just after they were said, just as they were about to be sent to prison for check notes, walking into the land of the Mopec. Uh, Amanda and Nolan submitted, the snake had set a trap with the humans as the prey and it as the hunter. Balaji submitted, they were twice the size of the regular ostrich and had five times the strength. Uh, Skyler and Alejandro submitted, uh, it doesn't really matter who I am, but my name is Sebastian. I think uh, someone else submitted that there. Um, Benjamin submitted. Oh, wow. He's submitting one about Benjamin. Just as Benjamin said, is it, is, it is safe. The gigantic snake jumped through the air over the waterfall and wrapped his entire body around Benjamin. He said, I have not laughed so hard in this entire book. <laughs> Hayden and John, I, this one I glossed over. Remember, I told all of you about the death of my grandfather and the statue that has been resurrected in his honor. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, imagine being a statue, one of them said, and then having the existential horror of life being thrust upon you. Uh, Lindsay submitted, you could also see a lot of smoke. That's she's, she or he is the one who pointed out the, uh, the uh, transition to second person. And then Amy submitted, the rebels all had handmade spears in their hands. And Amy said, this implies that the Mopec warriors have machine manufactured or mass produced spears. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're welded just like the swords in Antigua. Just another intriguing glimpse into the economy of the Mopec. Um, brother, what do I else have? I have. Uh, I, ha I have one that was not covered. Should wow. I do it? Sure. It's very short, but it depends upon no punctuation. Okay. And it is take Patua honey. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to take Patua honey, whatever no, that is. Patua honey sounds gross. I'll stick with my <laughs> Tupelo honey. Thank you. Yes. Uh, I'll stick with, I mean, whatever. I put it in at the end and we emphasized it, but I'll use a look of fear came on everyone's face. All right. <laughs> well, how about this? King Trishan said with a worried expression on his face, 
he is on an island across the waters of the Mopec that is full of dinosaurs. That sums up the book pretty nicely. That, that would make a great comic panel. Oh, very good. Wow. Okay. We got through it. That yes, was the longest reading of all time, that right? That was. That was a long one. I hope we didn't discount anything. I don't think we did, but that was fantastic. Um, and, you yeah. know, thanks to everyone who supported the book, uh, supported the podcast on Patreon, who read along with a hard-to-find one. It was really great fun. Yeah. Thank you all. That was that was really fun. <laughs> all right. We're done. Yep. Let's uh, move along to something a little cozier, maybe.